This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Russia has placed their nuclear forces on high alert over the weekend, and there's a real concern that Vladimir Putin would launch nuclear weapons. Now, they're calling it nuclear deterrence, which is to imply that they will only fire in response. But you look at what's going on right now with the uh, the Russian economy. The, the ruble dropped around 30 or so percent. They kept their stock market, clo- stock exchange closed. So a lot of people think that Russia is in serious trouble here. But I don't believe that Vladimir Putin would start a war unless he intended to see it through. And he likely calculated these responses. You had to, he had to predict they'd go after the banks. There would be sanctions. They've already sanctioned him in the past. So we'll see where all this goes. They, they have put their nuclear weapons on high alert. We're now hearing that Brazil has announced, or I should say Bolsonaro at least of Brazil announced neutrality. Switzerland has broken neutrality, which is kind of crazy to sanction Russia. China's obviously on the side of Russia and we're starting to see more and more people take sides. Belarus is expected to join the war on the side of Russia. And it just seems like things may spiral out of control, but maybe not. Maybe the sanctions will actually work. So we'll talk about this. There's a real fear. We got an article from Barron's. Um, it's actually kind of funny. They say that the, the uh, removing banks from the SWIFT international payment system could result in cyber attacks. And these are the 10 stocks we think that will go up because of it. Gotta love <laughs> capitalism. So we'll get into all that. We do have some cyber attacks. We do have some news around basically everything that will, uh, all of this stuff, as well as a funny story of Jill Biden accidentally calling Kamala Harris the president, although I don't know if it's an accident at this mm-hmm. point. And we'll get into all that. Joining us today to talk about this is Lauren Southern. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Lauren Southern. I am a documentary filmmaker, completely canceled all over the world, like a lot of people here, I'm sure. So now we're good. Just <laughs> no, you. you're just no, me. All right, great. Fine. Um, yeah, came here from Canada all the way. How's that going? Canada. Oh, I'm glad to escape briefly <laughs> from our dictatorship. Go. So that's been good. They're not going to let you back in when they see this now. True. Yeah, they're going to be like, "Hey, that's her." She I was this a dictatorship. A I was told to be on good behavior while I was here. Mm. But you've, you've done a lot of reporting before. You, you did reporting where, at, the, at the Rebel, right? Yeah, was I was at Rebel Media, and then I did a bunch of independent on-the-ground stuff. We certainly crossed paths a few yep. times at protests right. in Europe. Um, <laughs> then I uh, oh, yeah. took a bit of a break from media, and I'm back working on a few movies. I had uh, Borderless, Farmlands, Crossfire, and my new one is American Mirage. Interesting. What is that one about? Uh, it's about the caravans and illegal migration into oh, the U.S. We should we, we definitely need to talk about that because yeah. I don't know if you heard that uh, the U.S. government issued a memo requesting Customs and Border Protection leave the southern border to go to Poland to process refugees from Ukraine. And it's like a job anyone can do, and there's no reason to take our border guards off to do it. So, Especially when there's not enough there. They've right. given up on trying to protect the border because they've got so many people just working on processing people. Or is that the policy of the Biden administration to have no border? Yeah, it's it's half and half. I mean, when you want to get into the documentary, we'll do it. we will. But. All right. We also, 
have Seamus. <laughs> you Seamus. missed me. Don't even sigh like <laughs> We missed you, Seamus. Tim, they were calling, begging for me to come back. True. That's true. We were. And I am glad to be here. I thought, you know what? I'll do him a favor. I'll head back over <laughs> oh, to the Cast you. Castle. And I also couldn't be separated from you lovely folks at home. I missed you all so much. Seamus Coglin of Freedom Tunes. I release animated cartoons on my YouTube channel every single week, sometimes twice a week. we got a funny one coming out this Thursday, so I hope you all will check it out and subscribe. And I am looking forward to this conversation. Glad you to know, see you, Seamus. When, when, when you see uh, Lauren Southern on the camera... Behind her is this very beautiful uh, wooden Timcast sign. It, behind any guest, honestly. It's okay. Uh, and Seamus has this this. I think it's a <laughs> two two by four plank. It says well, yeah, no, there was Timcast. a typo on Timcast. that one. Timcast. You're blocking the S. There yeah. was a there was a typo on that one. It says Timcast in the name. It's it's Shimcast. So it's actually Timcast. We, we were sent <laughs> that uh, in the mail by a fan who cares about things being done properly. I guess. I think it's funny that you know. World War Three is breaking out, and we're we're doing silly jokes about Shimcast <laughs> and Seamus. I mean, we can't stop joking, right? It's true. Humor is part of being human. Mm-hmm. That's kind yeah. of the, the center point, or one of. Maybe eating is another one of them. Hey, I'm glad you're here, Lauren. <laughs> I'm happy you know, to be here. I too. um, I you were like uh <laughs> focusing on my migra- immigration way before I realized the danger, and then I started studying like Roman history, the history of the fall of the Roman Empire and stuff, and and how basically unfettered immigration is the the reason that that fell. Any any country that just lets other cultures come in and then set up shop and create the government is now that government. Yeah, I, I've never understood the reaction to my conversations about immigration. People always just lose their minds. This is racism. Uh, immigrant is code word for like anyone that's not white to you, and that's why you don't want mass immigration. And I'm like, anywhere except the West, I am a liberal. I'm like far left. If you go to anywhere in Asia, anywhere in Africa, even if you go just down to Mexico, they're like, mm-hmm. nope. No foreigners in. Close these borders. We want to protect our own first. And I'm like, all right, we just need to, you know, slow it down a bit. And that's racist here. I'm a, I'm a liberal by non-Western standards, Mm. but you're far right if you're living in America and say these things. Yeah. We got lady pressing the buttons. I am pushing buttons in the corner. I have a lovely lady here with me tonight. I'm very excited. I always love that feminine energy. It's going to be a great chat. I'm excited. (laughs) Before we get started, my friends, head over to timcast.com. Become a member. To help support our work as a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments from this show. They go up Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. So we'll have one, uh, an exclusive episode with Lauren up later tonight. You won't want to miss it. And uh, you keep our journalists employed. But don't forget also to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. And I just want to point out as well, I made that comment about, you know, like World War Three is coming. I don't know if World War Three is really coming. We have a serious conflict in Europe. I just think it's funny that we're at this point in time. Where you have, uh, you know, a group of people of varying political backgrounds are, are here on, to do a podcast and have a very serious discussion. And it's like, yes, yes, the, the situation in Ukraine is growing very dire. So smash that like button. Right. Give a, subscribe. So that culture around YouTube where it's like this exaggerated youthful exuberance is now being, you know, it, it's, it's a part of war. With Russia. No, it's true. <laughs> if you, well, you look at news reports from the 1940s and they're like, we need to help our boys who are overseas. And then when people look back on our conflicts, you're like, hit the like button, subscribe, come check our channel. Vladimir out. Putin just shelled a, a mall <laughs> killing civilians. Smash that like button. <laughs> Did you guys see the Applebee's commercial? Yeah. yeah. That was like wild. Wait, what, what was this Applebee's Oh, you gotta commercial? see it. it was so, <laughs> so there's air raid sirens going off in, in Ukraine. 
And then all of a sudden it just breaks to like this cowboy guy doing a butt shuffle dance. And it's like, cold beer on a Friday night. And it's like, <laughs> get your wings. Wait, this, this is just, an actual Applebee's commercial. Com- it was on like yeah, a, no, well, no, which like, channel was CNN. it on? CNN? CNN was showing a live shot of oh, the air raid. Oh, and then it cuts to an Applebee's commercial. <laughs> and, but, and then it shows a little window with the air raid sirens in the corner. It's like live Ukraine air raid sirens and the big Applebee's. I guess Applebee's got pissed and they announced they're like pulling ads or whatever. Oh, anyway, let's, let, let's, let's, let's get serious. I'm so, I mean, I'm surprised it's, anyone saw that. It was on CNN. Yeah, right. Well, that's true, but it went viral on Twitter where mm-hmm. everyone, everyone yeah, mocked but... them. Well, let's talk about this, uh, this first story and, uh, we have this from CNN of all outlets. Huh. I like using CNN when it's something like this. White House responds to Russia's decision to put deterrence forces on high alert. They say, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Sunday that Russian President Vladimir Putin's decision to put Russia's deterrence forces, which include nuclear arms and high alert, are part of a wider pattern of unprovoked escalation and manufactured threats from the Kremlin. This is really a this is uh, really a pattern that we've seen from President Putin through the course of this conflict, which is manufacturing threats that don't exist in order to justify further aggression. And the global community and the American people should look at it through the through that prism. Psaki told ABC's George Stephanopoulos on this week. Well, the news there is that in response to the sanctions, the escalation, and I guess what Putin says is aggressive language towards Russia, they've put all of their uh, forces on high alert, which includes nuclear weapons. And then you had this guy on Russian TV who said, what's the point? Something like, what's the purpose of the world without Russia in it? And then said, we've got 500 nuclear submarines. We can launch these warheads and, you know, we could basically wipe out NATO in the U.S. I guess the question is saber rattling, hyperbole, or should we all go hide in the basement? There's absolutely going to be nukes dropped. Do you think so? Hassan Piker just said there wouldn't. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my man's yeah. reversed yeah, exactly. Nostradamus. We're exactly. screwed. <laughs> We're <laughs> done for, guys. I want to launch him on Mars. I think if you nuke the poles on Mars, doesn't that start an atmosphere or something? You think Russia's going to do that? that you know what's funny? Maybe, about maybe they work together, yeah. What's funny we'll about take that the statement? the North Pole, they can take the South Pole. It, it has like 1% of what, of, of like relevance to the conversation. I know, I'm just <laughs> trying to make it better. I'm trying to you are save, talking about nukes. Save the world. Wrong planet. I hope there's no nukes. I mean, why would anyone do it? It seems like if you launched a nuke, that would be the, the end of everything. No, I disagree. The surface. You don't think the surface would just get fried nope. after that? Huh. I think, U.S. did it. They got away with it. Drop a few I, cheeky That was nukes. before anyone else had <laughs> yeah. That was before ICBMs. <laughs> so, so look, the, the fear is mutually assured destruction, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. real. I don't believe in it. I don't really? think it's a real thing. Mm. So you, you guys ever see that movie with, um, what was it, Matthew Broderick? No, War Games? War Games, yeah, Matthew oh, yeah, Broderick. Matthew yeah, Broderick. Broderick. And like yeah. all the missiles are like flying in the air or whatever. And then there was G.I. Joe. You guys ever see the G.I. Joe no. Where uh, the guy who looks like the Pope plays the villain. What? <laughs> no, I didn't see yeah. that. Is it oh, a the, guy, the guy from Game of Thrones, who is the priest guy, plays the villain. And then he's like, the U.S. fires their nukes. And then so then every other country is like, what are you doing? And they all fire the nukes and they see all the nukes in the air. And then the Cobra guy mas- masquerading as a president blows up the U.S. nukes. So that everyone else does. Mutually assured destruction makes no sense to me, right? L- let me ask you a question. Lauren, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a-, a military officer comes to you and he says, Mr. Southern. 17 nuclear warheads are headed towards the eastern seaboard. There is nothing we can do to stop them. But you can choose to kill 10 million civilians yourself. Would you do it? Would you be like, I guess I'll blow up a bunch of civilians? You know, if I was a little more bitchy and spiteful, maybe, but, <laughs> you know, maybe, no, no, not maybe. Well, that, that, it depends right. on how the Patreon lawsuits Well, but, but along. think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be like... Which cities are we talking about? Do just, I get to like, pick and choose? Well, let's just say, you know, like, we can... Russia's fired a bunch of uh, nukes at the eastern seaboard of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vancouver and Toronto included, I guess, because, you know, Canada. Um, you can't stop it, but you can kill Russian civilians. Would you do it? 
I don't. I don't think. Yeah, people, no, I don't, I don't, think I don't know. Do here's it. the thing. I don't know if she would, but someone would. Yes, that's and that's a good point. I think that threat exists in the mind of anyone who's considering launching nukes in the first place. But you guys ever hear that story about the Russian submarine dude? They got a false yes. alarm yes. that yeah. a nuke yeah, was fired, and he refused to yeah. fire. Save yeah. the world. That, I think that's more oh. indicative of what a person would do. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's been studies done on this, too, with like just the amount of people in war that go out, whether it be Afghanistan or World War II, and they'll talk about how much they freeze. It's like the first time. It's almost like the, I'm making this up on the spot. Fake stats. But it was something I read <laughs> said like 50% of the time they'll freeze and not be able to shoot someone the first time it happens to them. We, we talked about this with someone with Vietnam. They were saying that the, the soldiers who were drafted would aim up and try not yeah. to hit people. Yes, that's, Actually, yeah. most soldiers, there was a study done called Men Under Fire, and they basically found that something like 2% of soldiers did 98% of the killing. Whoa. Yeah. And so the entire idea was our government wanted to figure out how you could get everyday average troops to be willing to fight. Because most people in a combat situation, if someone is up on top of them or they have to kill them in a direct self-defense scenario, will do so. So in warfare, if the enemy are jumping into your trenches, yes, you'll shoot them more often than not. But if they're all the way across the battlefield and you're trying to snipe and pick them off most soldiers won't pull the trigger and our government kind of tried to figure out ways to encourage troops to do so didn't video games help mm. i'm not yeah, sure there's a game called america's army that was basically grooming people to become soldiers not that um so there's a misconception that, that the government i'm not made, saying the government it makes made you the game it makes you more violent but when you're desensitized to entering combat but I, I was reading something where they said, like, playing video games helped people overcome their, like, resistance towards killing someone. I think probably with drones and stuff, it's a lot easier the further and further, like, degrees apart. It's almost like the um, trolley question. Okay, would you oh, pull yeah. the thing to kill one person or two people? All right, would you push someone in front of the train to stop the trolley? The f- closer you get to being the exact thing that kills the person, that's when all those mental blocks start. But my, my when fa- they're just green light on a screen... Much easier to click a button. My favorite trolley meme is the one where it's one track and it's just riddled with people. And it says you can stop the train, at, the trolley at any time, but it would hurt corporate profits. <laughs> that one's good. By the way, it was also, it was Men Against Fire was the name of it. Men Against Fire. Yeah. And, and mm. yeah, so he, yes. Um, and I want to double check the numbers I threw out. I, I may have misremembered them. So go and look that up for yourself. I but got the name of this. A shockingly low number of people are, are willing to actually engage in this the combat. Is the Russian, um, submarine soldier, his name was Vasily Arkhipov. And it's during the height of the Cold War, uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. And he got, I think they, they, there was a miscalculation. They thought the nukes had been fired. He got an order to fire and mm-hmm. he didn't do it. Basically prevented World War Three. This right. one guy, yeah, and he's like he's like a hero, right? Yeah, they're like this guy. I don't, th- I don't, I don't think most people would do it. But would Vladimir Putin is a question, and I think Vladimir Putin would would fire nukes if he was fired on. Yeah, no, no, I think he, he would. would I think voluntarily, he would, yeah. I think Vladimir Putin would would launch nukes. Really? Well, look at they're not really sending. They're, like people are giving the Ukrainians weapons, but no one's sending troops in. They're kind of just like, oh, we don't really want to get involved. We don't want to get in trouble. So he's. I don't know yeah, if they the want man to... might get away with it. I saw a cartoon meme of the Ukraine guy, and they were, the, the American guy was like, "You have my gun." And the other guy was like, "You have my the, the Scandinavian guy was like, "You have my axe." And then the British guy was like, "You have my bow." And then it shows the the Ukrainian guy, and he's just got an axe, a bow, and a sword. Yeah, Lord of the Lord of the Rings meme. Oh yeah, so yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I, I just want to pull something up real quick so I can uh, add some clarity to what I was saying earlier. The best figures I have right now say that according to the study, it was fewer than fifteen to twenty percent of soldiers fired their weapon in the first place and then an even lower oh, number actually so killed people so but with my yeah estimate. no but i also want to say with my number about two percent actually doing 98 percent of the killing i'm actually I, i'm not seeing that here i, so I, I imagine most soldiers
soldiers aren't in combat, I believe. Most soldiers are doing like logistics or back behind the scenes. Are you talking about just combat soldiers? I believe, well, I mean, I believe that the study is referring to combat soldiers because that's the reason they would, I mean, it's the entire reason they were doing the research. Right. Wow, SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That was Seamus giving me a nice. No, I'm sorry. I didn't, no, 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 no. You could actually. Yeah, I could be completely wrong. I'm saying this no, is what I'm imagining. Based right, on, yeah. Yeah. So the question is, why is Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine? And if you can answer that, you can answer whether or not he's willing to use nukes more, more accurately. So there's a, you know, there's the conspiracy theories. They uh, maybe not even conspiracy theory is the right word, but there is the theory that Vladimir Putin opposes the Davos Group, World Economic Forum, what? liberal economic order, and all that stuff, and. It's not an issue of NATO, which is proven by the fact that Estonia and Latvia are on the border with Russia as well, and they're NATO nations. The issue is that Ukraine is, you know, joining the liberal economic order or whatever, and Putin's actually directly criticized this. I don't actually think that's the principal reason, though. If that was the reason, then you could argue, well, he's got to stop the globalists, so of course he'll use nukes, right? There, there are people posting this. There was a, a, crazy. a Ukrainian MP went on Fox News and said they're fighting for the new world order. And I so, that, yeah. and so this is a lot of people saying like that proves it. I got a really simple solution for all of you guys. The U.S. and NATO have been screwing with Russian oil profits. That's it's it's like kind of that simple, right? Yeah. I'm not sure that Russia care about profits as much as we think they do. Like, I think they've got, especially in the East, they have different values than we do in the West. Yes. In the sense, they've got those blood and soil values more than we do. They've got the spiritual. Values They genuinely believe like the Ukrainians are spiritually connected to Russia. I interviewed a guy named Michael Millerman, really interesting case. Mm. He's got a PhD on Alexander Dugan, who they've called uh, Putin's brain. Wait, is a PhD on Dugan? It's it's in like Eurasianism or so, around that topic. But he studied and translated Alexander Dugan. That was like his focus of his wow. work. Yeah. And he had 12 professors helping him out with the PhD. 11 of them quit because they said this is too dangerous. You shouldn't be allowed to study this topic. Wow. It's... Because uh, he partakes in something called strategic empathy, where he really wants to understand the Russian perspective and like be able to empathize for the purpose of understanding. And everyone said, no, this is disgusting. How can you have such an illiberal worldview? And now he's getting calls from all over the world <laughs> of people like, what is going on? Please explain Eurasianism to us. And he's... Well, then... Uh, that's the issue then. If, if, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Ben Shapiro's uh, tweet, he said, Russia, you know, Putin wants to rebuild the empire. Yes. Sanctions aren't going to deter someone who's ideologically yeah, driven. Right. Totally. If, if, if Putin is driven by ideology, I believe he, he oh, can sure. and will use nukes. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe, maybe I shouldn't say will. He, he's, he's, uh, capable of, he, he's, what I mean to say is, He's the he's the kind of person who I believe has the capability and the uh, willpower to put it. I'm not saying it's a good thing to press the button and say I will get what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah, people are reasonable when they're driven by these temporal things of you know money day to day. I just want to stay safe. But it, when you're at that higher level where it's like even something like revenge or this is a spiritual battle, then you get people that'll blow themselves up in stadiums for it. Yeah. But I think, you know, uh, to elaborate on the profit motive thing, I, I'm not saying it's like Putin wants money and he's like, where's my money, my, my oil? It's more like getting resources for Russia. Yeah, I agree with that. So, you know, what I see is, we, we, we mentioned it 50 billion times, you've got the Qatar turkey pipeline, you've got the the, the uh, corrupt energy dealings Joe Biden was doing in, in, in Ukraine with, with Barit, well, I should say his son and then his intervention mm-hmm. with the government. And Putin's like, look, we we support the Russian people selling oil to our customers in Europe. 
We charge what we can charge. The West doesn't like those prices, so they're playing dirty games like funding uh, funding or, or providing resources to rebels in Syria and then playing dirty games with Burisma. Joe Biden's on camera saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. Turns out the prosecutor was investigating the founder of Burisma, where his son was on the board. Conflict of interest at the very least. Putin's like, you're screwing with my ability to generate resources for my country and my people. Mm-hmm. So that's that's less of an ideological and more of like a looking at, you know, a world leader thing. But I, I wonder if it is more ideological then. Well, I, I know I, in, it's difficult to say. I can't read Putin's mind. I think there's an argument to be made that it isn't ideological, uh, that it is more or less from Russia's standpoint, a security issue, whereas from America's standpoint, it's an ideological issue. So we see this as we would like for Ukraine to become a more liberalized nation, which is part of NATO and which is part of the EU. And from Putin's perspective, it's as soon as they become a NATO country, the United States could put military bases there. And it's an entirely different set of concerns from I either want to make more money or I want to expand my nation. Yeah. And this would be like the last point. If they do think that the U.S. are going to build troops up there and they do think NATO is going to join, then they're like, we have this short window that we have to invade and Mm -hmm. actually be successful. And it's got to be now. Um, I want to I want to ask you guys. Oh God, did I just forget the question I was going to ask? Nope, you guys? Yep, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Back. gone. It's coming back. I actually got a buzz in my ear, and the New World Order just said no. Nope. Oh no, <laughs> that's yeah, a real that, thing. No <laughs> frequency. So, so there was a um, this video on Fox. Maybe I should pull it up actually. Where this uh, actually, I don't know if anybody wrote about it. I'd have to find it on Twitter. Cool. I just remembered it. my question. Oh, so perfect. you can do that. Um, I didn't know this until recently, but. In some polling, like 80 to 90% of people in Crimea wanted to go back and be a part of Russia. Hmm. And I know people have said, like, oh, the Russians specifically sent people to live there to try and make it a Russian majority and have that happen. But then they've got the same thing in Donetsk, where there are a lot of people that want to be a part of Russia. Do you think that they should be allowed to have some sort of vote referendum like Quebec did in Canada Hmm. to join Russia? Or is that a problem? Okay, I want to... Reasoning. Self-determination. The, but the, people are saying it's malicious and Russia, Russia is specifically sending people there. So like, let's look at open borders groups. If they specifically had a bunch of, um, Mexicans go into California and then said, we want to have a referendum to see if, uh, California wants to be a part of Mexico, how would you feel about that? Uh, well put. Well, yeah, I mean, I gotta be point. honest. I, that's, that's war. That's a type of war. Exactly. Tim would say California, they can have it. Yeah. That's what I said. You picked a very, you picked a very interesting state there, Lauren. Yeah. Like, no, I gotta no, say, like, oh, here's sure, the thing. Whatever. Even though the things California is known for are basically useless, they do produce <laughs> what, what they're not Farm. known for is useful, which is producing food. Yeah. yeah. A lot of almonds too. Yeah. Uh, and well, the here, here's, the, here's the question too. though. The, 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 the issue with the uh, Donbass region, Donetsk, Luhansk, what some people have told us, and again, I know it's fog of war, propaganda, it's hard to know what's, what's true. Is that, uh, it was Ukrainian, and then during the Soviet Union, Holodomor, Russification, the eastern regions became predominantly more ethnically Russian as opposed to Ukrainian. Now, 30 years on, all of a sudden, it's like, well, there's a lot of Russians people, you know, speakers here. Guess Russia should take it. I guess the question is how far, how far, how far back do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what is the, you know, what is the issue here with, with the, the eastern region of Ukraine? If it was the Soviet Union, if there was an empire, it collapsed, there are some questions about boundaries and borders and stuff. Sure. California's a little different. If California is allowing people to come in as non-citizens and then, you know, they have kids who then become citizens and within 18 or 20 years, they vote for secession. You've got a serious question about whether or not there was an intentional act to, to come in and take take land away from the United States. Uh, 
That being said, there's still an important question of if they if they play by the rules, if they're working within the law, if these people are citizens and they vote to secede and join Mexico, do we do we respect the wishes of secession? And this mm-hmm. country was founded on a bunch of people being like, we hereby vote, you know, we like we're not part of the you know the royal the British Empire anymore. Mm-hmm. And Britain was like, nah, and they fought over it. So maybe that's what happens is like both sides will claim their right and whoever has the has the ability to defend themselves or reconquer the land is You might say like they have like some ethical justification to say we're going to be part of Mexico now but realistically the US government's not going to give up their west coast all that water uh, access Well no that's yeah. well that's that's why Tim brought warfare into it too it would be a question of would Mexico be be capable of going to war with the United States military mm. and the answer to that question is almost certainly no unless there was an ally in another part of the world who wanted to send their troops in to help no. so if China said let's destabilize the region and you are you are wrong sir. Oh I am wrong <laughs> explain you got to understand man um, with what we're looking at in Russia, a bunch of regular people with guns, almost impossible to conquer. Oh, Fight, that's true. Air superiority does does nothing for holding, for occupying mm-hmm. territory. You can't occupy street corners with fighter jets. That's Artillery true. Vietnam. Will, and right. <laughs> even uh, Afghanistan now. Exactly. Our artillery is not mm-hmm. going to hold down, uh, it's not going to force people to, you know, go to certain buildings mm-hmm. or to not go near certain buildings. Certainly you can blow the cities up. Okay, well, sure. But what's the, what, then what's the goal there? So, well, here's, here's, if, you're, if you're trying to conquer or maintain mm-hmm. control of a land, blowing it up and wiping it off the map, it's kind of like a, well, we're losing it anyway. Let's car, let's blanket sweep and just wipe everything out and rebuild later, maybe. But you're not going to be able to control the people. Here's why I'm still correct. Because. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Because. You are correct. I mean, firstly, a defensive war is always easier and less expensive to fight than an invasion is. However, it would depend on what percentage of California wanted to be a part of Mexico and how many people there would actually be willing to fight alongside the United States government to maintain that territory as part of the U.S. I don't think it's just a question of the U.S. coming in and blowing things no, of up. Course, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, if there was enough sentiment in California for secession, mm-hmm. and I actually think there, there might, like I said, like around a third to, to 40% of people in like each of the five regions of the U.S. are, you know, favor secession of their region. So uh, the question is, how many people support secession? How many people oppose it? And how many people don't care? Mm-hmm. And if you look at uh, like Democrats to Republicans in California, it's two to one. It's like for every two Democrats, it's one Republican. And then independents are people who are more likely going to say, I don't care. Yeah. So I kind of think that you, if, if it was uh, a, a Democrat secession, which is what people are actually talking about and what, you know, the Podesta... What the Boston Globe story, they were, they were war gaming out what happens after the 2020 election. If Trump won, they were suggesting the West Coast secede. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a left Democrat secession movement. Whether or not the United States can, can stop it from happening, I'm not entirely convinced they could. Hmm. You know, we, we can talk about, you know, what did Putin say? Or I'm sorry, what did Biden say? If you want to go up against us, you need nuclear weapons. Yeah, and it's no, like, it's are you talking about bombing ci- like civilian populations with nuclear bombs? Otherwise, you can't do anything. Yeah, destroying a country is different than taking and mm-hmm. conquering a country. That's why propaganda is like the most important thing. Well, and mm-hmm. it's the entire reason they want to disarm people. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's Absolutely. Very, yeah. Isn't it amazing watching all of the like lefties go full soy over the Ukrainians being armed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You I mean like in support of? Yeah, look in at support this. of. They're yeah. like, look yeah. at all these normal individuals, boss babe with her gun. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I love that. But why don't you want that for us? <laughs> Yeah, because right? the Second Amendment isn't about, ooh, I want to go to the shooting range and have some fun. Well, it's I'm, for if this happens. I think this might be waking a lot of people up to that and Absolutely. realizing, like, yeah, we need to be armed. 
All look at us. look at our or, southern or border. We should have access to it. Southern border's porous. Mm-hmm. What do we have? Like a million encounters last year or more? Oh yeah, that and it would the, be the, way more than what were counted. I you know exactly. I was just down there and I was watching every day. I I She's went like, out. I counted a million. I, was I like, counted a million myself. <laughs> no, I was I I literally just drove to uh, one random part on the other side of a country club in in McAllen, Texas. Stayed there one morning at four a.m. Got out of my car and there were traffickers walking by. And they're like, don't film us, don't film us. And I'm like, holy, like you can just drive anywhere across the border and see people making a little journey. Wow. It's wild. What, how can you, what, electric fence? Can we do something like that? That's inhumane. Well, so, and electric okay, so fence here was the issue is there was a Texas country club. There was the wall and then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. And there was a Texas country club. I guess they couldn't buy the land. So all of these human traffickers and gang members were just going through this country club on the side That's of McAllen, the Texas. And the country club didn't wall. care. I guess not because they're wow. so they they just go they go around four a.m. They say there's uh, shift switches at that time with the border guards and they're just kind of lazy and you know a little more lethargic so they'll just go across at four a.m. go through the night. Well, this is this is why um, mentality, culture, psychology is so important for a war effort. If the United States it has a has a large quantity of people who don't care about their borders, and even the people employed to guard the borders don't care about the borders, then Yang got a border. Absolutely. And then, you, you, I mean, so, so you know, we got into talking about this because of the issue of the eastern region of Ukraine, where you have people voting to, to you know, be annexed by Russia or to secede, to secede or whatever. In Crimea, that's basically how Russia gained control of it. They were like, oh, we had a referendum and everybody voted. There was a poll from several years ago, like well before the annexation, and it found that it was the most pro-Russia Mm-hmm. Um, portion of Ukraine that they basically were like, we're Russia, we're not Ukraine, but we're legally Ukraine. So I can believe that a lot of people there want to be part of Russia. I don't know if I believe the referendum was legit. You know what I mean? Like mm. Putin comes in, he had tanks ready, and then it's just there. But I, I do think it's interesting. We're talking about guns with uh, the Ukrainian citizens. I, I, I The question I have, I guess, is if these, these, these like liberal types, not leftists, leftists like guns, these liberal types are cheering, like Occupy Democrats cheered for the distribution of 18,000, I think it was, you know, select fire Kalashnikovs, full auto rifles. You you said, like, why don't you want that for us? And I'm like, it's an interesting question. Why do they want Ukraine's borders protected Mm -hmm. and the people armed and they want the people of the United States disarmed and our borders porous and weak? Because they want Russia broken. Because they're they're Russia-phobes because they listen to the media. Russia phobes. Yeah, they're Russia phobes. There's a lot of Russia phobia. Okay, sorry, I'll let you finish that, oh, and then I'll go to my article. That I was... It seems like the liberal people that are acting like this is, is is a fractal behavior of the liberal economic order, which has literally gone around the world setting up military bases and disarming countries like Japan after World War II, arguably justified. I don't know. Um, but the fact that they would be like, "Stand down, get rid of your nukes, Ukraine," like that's that's basically what these liberal people are trying to do to American citizens: get rid of your weapons, guy. Like you just fall in orders, fall on the path, you know, they're mindlessly, whatever it is. Is that, is that, is that going to be an effective human civilization? A bunch of sheep just bleating about and then just eating grass? No, I think diversity and con- and like, um, resistance is more effective. If you look in nature, that seems to be what helps nature yeah. grow. Competition mm-hmm. helps advancements. Yeah. You need a reason to want to work for, to go, go forward. It's, you just go forward because that's what happens. You got to want it. Yeah. Okay, can I quickly yeah, read yeah. you this headline? Yeah, so talking about Russiaphobia, first of all, I want to point out, if you watch movies, you can always have a Russian villain. You can always have like an East, I'd even just say a villain from Eastern Europe and no one really cares, right? They're like, oh yeah, that's fine. But if you have a villain that's, you know, uh, I mean, you could maybe do this 10 years ago, but a Muslim or something, people will lose their mind. 
There was an article in the Globe and Mail today that said Russians in the sports world are doing PR for Putin's war machine. Um, and they're talking about Alex Ovechkin, hockey player. And I'm sure, did you guys see the tennis player that wrote no war on the camera? Yeah. yeah. So in this article, they're saying all of that is pro-Russia. We need to basically, these athletes are all pro-Putin because they just said no war. They didn't say we hate Putin. Wow. And it's like a full on, like hardcore kind of anti-Russian article. And they're talking about Russians that are saying they don't want a war and saying, no, enough of that. There was an NBC, uh, I think it was NBC ex-executive that said we need to start kicking russian students out of america we need to start seizing their property and i'm like there are you know there are thousands of russians protesting against this war like russians are not putin you see someone vandalized it was like a russian uh, club or something like russian american club somewhere like smashed out the windows they banned all russian vodka in, um, in, in Canada, Canada. Right. In Canada. Oh. yeah, in at L- LCBO, I went and got a bunch of Russian standard vodka because they took it off the shelves two hours after I wow. <laughs> went we picked go pick it up. Some up. Yeah. I hear the Russian bathhouse in Manhattan is like the best bathhouse in the world. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you are you pro Putin? Yeah. Oh uh, wait, <laughs> hold on. Let me go, Tim. We no. got to experience the Spanish flu, and now we're getting to experience Cold War anti-Russian <laughs> xenophobia. <laughs> How fun! It's a so, you know you gotta get yeah, spice of life, I guess. Yeah. Cyclical. Uh, we we had um. That video from Alex Jones where he was saying it's like a World War One, World War Two buildup, and he he accurately predicted. I mean, as much as he he, he predicted it, he said back in uh, I think it was October that there would be a big war in February. So mm-hmm. you have to wonder. Yes. Yeah, he's, Where's who, that well, jar? Do you have that jar somewhere? Oh, yeah, it's downstairs. It's downstairs. Okay. Alex Jones was right jar. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to give advice. Like, there should be more money in there already. He has a lot of good context because that was some good info, apparently. But I also, if you look at like the way the world um, inflation is going, you can kind of predict a conflict on the horizon. I, back a couple years. Oh ago. yeah, yep. A price price increases predict all of this stuff. So you you look at what's happening in the U.S. and you've got all the all the tensions already. And now, uh, I mean, and on top of that, the, the Russia phobia, whatever you want to call it, has been around since 2015. Like they're the, the oh, boogeyman and villain. Russophobe. Russophobe. But it's a, but it's a, but it's a big and component r- of the culture. Russophile as well. That's, no, no. So look, it. look. You get people saying you're a Russian bot. You support Russia. They say Tucker Carlson is pushing Russian talking points. And it's like, what did Tucker Carlson say? He said, here's what the West is doing in Ukraine. Here's what Putin is saying. And they're like, ah, he supports Putin. Yeah. So what's happening internationally? is also a big component of the culture war. You add into the fact that we already have terrible inflation. Now this cr- conflict is going to make gas prices worse. Energy yep. in Europe is going to get worse. Escalating prices for energy and food and then shelter, these precipitate major conflicts internally. Yeah. So I got to say, man, it just feels like everything's kind of falling apart. I was thinking you know? about how um, you said culture is or politics downstream from culture. And I was like, yeah, really, I want to help the world. If I was trying to get everyone fresh water and internet, if I do that for someone that's the enemy of someone else, that someone else is going to be really mad at me. That's right. Because that's going to help them grow and, and produce more humans. But if they, if I'm an entertainer and that person is watching my movies, their enemies don't care. In fact, their enemies are probably also watching my movies. That's the beauty of entertainment. It connects people. Osama bin Laden was playing Final Fantasy VII. Was he, he played really? Animal Crossing. What? Nice. Absolutely. He was a human being who, who played – like they, they don't – humanization is a problem. Like if you come out and you talk about why does Vladimir Putin want to do this, what are his intentions, then you're pro-Putin. Like mm-hmm. that's literally what they said about Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Well, this is that, that PhD guy I was talking about. It terrifies right. me how little we understand. So in China, in Russia, they understand us very well. We do not understand the East. 
but they get us. You'll see it. Even China will come out and they'll be like, go to the United Nations and they'll be like, oh, look at America. We need to deal with America's racism problem. George Floyd, woohoo. Like as if they aren't <laughs> super racist. There are a lot of people anyways, obviously not all. Um, and there's definitely a, an unwillingness to understand them because it's like that's humanization. You have to leave them as inhuman. If you even try to understand the Eastern perspective, then you're pro-Putin, you're mm-hmm. pro-China. Um, it also scares me, and I wanted to kind of talk about this quickly if you guys are willing to, but when we talk about making political decisions in the West, it's on a four-year cycle. It's just based on election cycles. With Putin, with China, Russia, it's all like 100-year cycles. You've seen yep. China with the South China Sea. That's been a 100-year plan. We're going to slowly take this. We're going to work on this. And Putin, how long has Putin been? At least 20 years. Yeah, he's been in office ages, but they're looking on long term. Well, We're not. He's so playing. they're like, uh, short-term pain economically now for Ukraine. What's that looking like in 50 years for us? That's how they're thinking. Well, there's a terrifying reality in that, to an extent, authoritarianism is efficient. The problem yes. is, the problem is, if you're, uh, uh, people always get mad at me when I say that, and I'm like, it, it is. That doesn't mean it's effective, efficient, efficient, different. So here's what, here's what I mean. Let's say you're you're in a car, and you're driving straight towards the edge of a cliff, and there's one guy in charge, and every single time someone screams and yells, we're headed for the cliff. He says, "Shut up, I'm driving." You go off a cliff. Just, just, just. It was it was fast. It got the job done real quick, and then not effective. If you had everybody in the car arguing over what to do. You know, eventually someone screams and says, you've got to turn. And then everyone says, turn. And say, okay, fine. And they turn, you know, go off the cliff. So the decentralized system of power, things can be sluggish. But in, I think you, you're offered up more opportunity for averting disaster. With someone like Vladimir Putin, he can move very quickly in a single direction. China can move very quickly in a single direction. They can wipe out a whole bunch of houses and then build a highway. That sucks for the average person. And then what happens is centralized power limits your, pers- your, your ability to, to, to see what's going on. A decentralized network of humans who are running something can come up with way more solutions. And then eventually the meritocratic solution finds its way to the top. Not always. With authoritarianism, you got one really smart person, a, you know, a philosopher king or a despot, either way, they can say, don't do this. It will be bad for us. But they also are just one person, not the smartest person in the world, and they're not able to see everything, and they'll miss. You know, you put it this way, 99 problems, they find one, they solve it very quickly, it's efficient. In the long run, they miss out on all the other ones. So I think decentralization is the safest path forward. But Vladimir Putin, China, they're able to But is it the safest when you are competing against people that can move quickly? Because I think it's the safest on a worldwide scale, but not when you have competitors that can go like... I think there's another answer true, here. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's so black and white. So I agree with you that it's a huge issue that our thinking is so short term in the United States. I don't necessarily believe that long term thinking is incompatible with a decentralized system. You just have to have a population that is virtuous and intelligent enough to want to make decisions that will be better for the future. So as it happens, our culture is really bad at cultivating virtue and encouraging people to move in a direction where they will make sacrifices today for a better future tomorrow. If we were better at doing that, we wouldn't need some kind of insane authoritarian system for people to make decisions that would actually be good for their children. So so a really good point is when you have a unified culture, you could theoretically have a despot, but no one cares because they all agree with the direction Mm -hmm. the culture is going in. So if if the people... If the people of Russia are all like, we like what Putin is doing, it's part of our, you know, our beliefs and our ideology, 
are they really going to be upset? Obviously, there are people protesting, which I'm not saying they aren't. I'm saying if everybody in China agrees with Chinese communism and are willing to make sacrifices for the greater culture, then well, I think part of happy the, with it. I think part of the problem is, and so for the United States, even though we've always had these four-year election cycles for the presidency, we were able to progress towards goals that took us quite a long time. And that was because, for the most part, we were on the same page culturally. A different political party taking power from the political party that was just in power for four to eight years didn't really mean the country was going to move in a radically different direction. So you could achieve things that would take decades and decades to achieve because no matter who you voted for, they'd be interested in that. Now the difference between the left is so massive and we completely disagree on what's good for the country. And so that does mean every single time power changes hands, our country moves in a completely different direction. We can never make any real progress. Well, let's, let me, let me clarify that. See, I think you, you got a little bias there, Seamus. Uh-uh. You're assuming they're operating based on what's better for the country. They aren't. No, they're not. Objectively not. I would agree that they're not. I mean, if, if you're for uh, open borders, if you're for non-citizens voting, if you oppose the Constitution, you're literally not for this country. No, I, I agree. Now, 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 look, here's the issue. I, I never take. said they were for the country. They you said, they they, you said uh, I'm, I'm being somewhat facetious, but you okay. said... You said deciding on what's best for the country. Oh they're, yeah, they're, sure. they're not. They're, they're actually arguing what's worse for the country. They think no, that's the agree. best, but it's I would not. agree. Well, so, so, but here, here's my issue. I have if you're if you're of the opinion that America sucks and the woke are, and it should be dissolved or destroyed or overturned or dramatically altered or there should be a revolution. Fine, just say it. Just come out and be like, we hate this place, and I'll be like, all right. Like, just be honest with me about it. Well, and that's the thing. A lot of them do, and then we're still willing to engage in conversation with them about what direction the country should move in. Well, I mean, like, the Democrats, like, the actual p- political class and the neocons, of course. I, well, I don't it's think one it's of these just things, the Democrats well, and the neocons, though. It's been, like, a fascinating trend to watch some of the people that hate this country the most be right-wing nationalists. Mm, I, have you not seen true. the memes where people are like... Hey, you're a fascist. You're a bigot. You're a white male. We hate you. And then, hey, man, come and go to war with Russia with us. And they're like, no, F you. Right. I hope you die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, they're like, I hate this country now. I hope it collapses. Um, John well, that's, Doyle that's, did a whole post mm. on it and he's like, you know, this is, th- we're, we're in a regime that is conquered by a globalist liberal power. And it's crazy to see, you know, nationalists being super against America. Well, so, uh, interestingly, I, uh, Stephen Marsh, we had him on the show. He wrote the book, The Next Civil War. And he, made, he, he, he summarized it in a way I hadn't heard someone summarize it. And I think he nailed it. He said, within the United States, there's a multicultural democracy and a constitutional republic and they can't coexist. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you nailed it. I mean, that explains, I mean, they want to get rid of the, the, the electoral college, which would be devastating. Yeah, insane. Yeah. They, 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 they're for open borders to a great degree. I don't, you know, they always come out and they nitpick. It's like, no, no, to a great degree. They, um, they've been, you know, the democratic establishment's been smuggling. Minor, um, migrant children, illegal immigrant children across the country on planes, on military planes. They're very much at odds. They don't believe in the Constitution. Then they, but here, here's the issue I take. If you want a multicultural democracy, okay, present your case, make your argument, go vote. Let's, let's, let's have that conversation. Um, the problem is the lying. They come out and they say, we're for this country in the Constitution. Let 800,000 non-citizens go yeah. to New York. And you're like, mm-hmm. they're not citizens. That's the same. And being, so, well, uh, being for the country and being for the Constitution are different because the Federal Reserve was formed, literally, the Bank of International Settlements. This is like a mind worm in our system. It's been in there for like over 100 years. And that is the country. So I don't love that, but I love the Constitution. Well, yeah, no, well, no, 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 but hold, hold on. Look, Ian, if a brain slug landed on your head and took over your body, I wouldn't say, well, I guess Ian's got to go. I'd be like, <laughs> get rid of the brain you would, slug. because you know me, but everyone that's so I'm going to be like, hey, Ian's acting crazy. Right. That's right. And it's been, what, 100 years or whatever? 
or like so the, you have to detect what the virus is. Well, I'll point it out. I want to point this out, Tim. You're talking about the fact that these people will not come out and say that they hate the United States of America. And at some point, and I'm sure you agree with this, I'm sure I'm not going to get much pushback here, but we'll see. At some point, they don't really have to. It's like that person who tells you they don't hate someone, but then every single thing they say about them is bad. And whenever they talk about the goodness that they might potentially find in that person, they say, well, they could improve in this way. They could hold themselves to the actual standards that they've set. It's like, okay, you hate them. And I'm not going to be all that surprised if you're actually rooting for their downfall instead of trying to make them better because everything you say about them is critical all the time. Criticizing in good faith is different than criticizing with someone. I I agree with you. The issue is there are a lot of conservatives. There are a lot of moderates. And libertarians who think that the left is being honest when they say these things mm. like, uh, you know, so again, to throw it back to the conversation we had with Stephen Marsh, I said, you know, in California, they tried repealing their civil civil rights uh, legislation or provision from their constitution. You know, they, they actually are in favor of segregation. He goes, yeah, well, they're saying so are you. And I'm like, and they're lying. Well, they say they're saying you're lying. And I'm like, yes. But they literally tried to pass a proposition to repeal the civil rights language in their constitution. I didn't. And I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here advocating for any conservative to do that either. I'm saying, hey, don't. But the problem is for a regular person, you know, he, he was saying, look, I'm about 30,000 feet watching this thing. And then I'm like, and you need to dig deeper to see exactly who really is lying and telling the truth. That's what I want to know. What's the mind worm? What do you think it is? What do I think the mind? The liberal economic order? Yeah, I think it's the downfall of liberalism right now i mean you've had communism failed fascism failed liberalism went forward and was successful but it's something that it may last longer but it's still coming to the end of its life it's eating itself is it classical liberalism or did it get the name twisted i want to respond to that so liberalism is failing but not um as an ideology unto itself communism fails because communism is psychotic and doesn't work liberalism failed because liberalism allows the the, mm-hmm. the malignancy to come within it. But is it the classical liberalism was working and they changed the definition of the word liberalism, just reused it for this new military well, but, but you have the freedom to do that. That's what he's saying. That it allows the freedom for that distortion because it allows then, so much freedom. And then, and then here's mind. what happens. When, uh, when I am weak, I ask you for freedom because that is according to your principles. And when I'm strong, I deny you freedom because it's according to mine. Mm-hmm. So what happens is we have these liberals. It's, it's, it's happening like true liberals, like classical liberals, like civil libertarians. It's all of us. When we keep saying things like, look, I understand this far leftist is saying crazy things, but I have to respect their right to free speech. And they go, thank you so much. Ban him. Mm-hmm. He's a bigot. And, yep. then you, and then you get banned. So we, we all keep playing fair and saying we have principles, so we want to uphold them. And they say, thank you for doing that. You know, not, not, but not deleted. A good Bad example man. of how that can also work, uh, in, a, in your favor in that situation, like Majid Nawaz was in prison for terror, basically in Egypt for terrorism. He's on Joe Rogan. Great show. You guys got to check this episode of groundbreaking. Um, and it was, uh, Amnesty International. He was like anti-authority, anti-West, you know, anti-everything. He was like a terrorist basically against mm-hmm. the West. And Amnesty International still wanted him free because he was being unjustly held. And he was like, why? Why does this, this idea of this liberty, this Western thing want me free even though I want it destroyed? Because that's the, pre- that's the idea of freedom is that we protect your right to protest the system. And he was never, he had never done any violence. You know, he had just been talking about let it. Let me, let me, let me pull this story up because this is relevant to what we're talking about. This is a, a tweet from Fox News. Not backing down, Ukrainian parliament member on inspiring civilian resistance. We know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order. What? Actual a quote from um, Kira Rudik. And the interesting thing is there's like some articles that have kind of framed it as though she was saying, 
the, um, I can't remember it was a National Post. They were like, she was saying the invasion would, would precipitate a new world order or something. No, she's saying she's fighting for it. But, but is she referring to it in the proper noun sense of what the new world order is? Or is she using this phrase as a buzz phrase she heard somewhere? I mean, it's, obviously it's just, even if it is just a buzz phrase and she doesn't understand a terrible language, especially when you've already got so many people that are like, oh, look at George Soros loves this. This is like NATO. This is, this country is an experimental country created to create American bases and NATO and spread liberal ideology, like terrible language when you've already got people talking about all of that. Um, it, it is worth simply talking about the fact that the, the Western ideology, even though it's morphed into something else now, what some people would call the new world order, some people would call this amalgamation of larger institutions. It is constantly wanting to spread itself to other countries. And Ukraine is one of those countries. And if it's just Western values that it has, that's great. But if it is getting this mind worm of all the other things that is causing America to, you know, decay, in a lot of ways, then that's it's, that's a problem, isn't it? I don't I don't know about um, you know the grand conspiracy of the new world order. I know it's been said by several world leaders. I think George H. W. Bush said it in the nineties. I, I think it's the same word as like the deep state, right? Where it's like right. it exists, but it's not you know lizard people. <laughs> it's like there are people that there are people within yeah. the administration that stay there even when presidents change, and that's very normal. And people can call it the deep state, and they can mean it as lizard people, or they can just mean it. As I've asked, group. Here, here, I asked Alex Jones what's the difference between the deep state and the shadow government, and he was like the deep state. Basically, the administrative state, the people that get hired and stay there for 40 years and they're not elected, but they're on the floor of Congress. But then the shadow government is like a secretive kind of global governance that's in place in case of nuclear war that's going to take take control. Um, that's what Alex told me. So then, thing? so, yeah. so here's, here's the issue I take with this whole like idea of the new world order is there's a weird overlap between what China is doing and people saying like, you know, Biden is a puppet of Xi and they want to bring Chinese style social credit systems here. But then when it comes to the Russian invasion, China's on the side of Russia and opposed to the U.S. And the U.S. is desperate to like, it's like begging China, please help Yo, us. Not only U.S. Are you talking about this invasion right now? The bank. Yeah. So Switzerland, you mentioned earlier, Switzerland right. defied its neutrality. Switzerland is the home of the Bank of International Settlements, which is the central bank mm-hmm. of central banks. Yep. And now it's fighting on the side of against russia or of whatever side but, but, this but here's is what I, here's what i mean it. like if there was a which is it are we is china's influence expanding around the world and now we're you know democrats went and met with china and you know these these, these communist party members and said wow look at the, the the speed at which you can build a highway this is one of the stories we've heard they went and they're like how do we do this and now you've got this happening in the in the west or is it the liberal economic order that wants to unify united states western nations through nato or whatever the European Union, both can't be true, right? To, to, to a certain degree, there can be some issues. That's why I, I, I'm like, it needs to be properly defined what it is. Is China, is, 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 or is the grand conspiracy that Russia's invasion was all part of the conspiracy for the new, ooh, How many levels of underwater backgammon are we playing? Right, right? exactly. <laughs> or is it just like, make it simple, this lady said something dumb because she's dumb. You know, or is she part of a secret plot to well, overthrow? It's like world the Australian, the Australian, oh, like health minister that said this is all about what? What was Klaus oh, yeah. Schwab calling it? Thank you, Lydia. The new world order thing? No, yeah. she didn't say new world. Maybe reset? she did. Yeah, she's like, this is yeah. for the great reset, and this everyone was crazy. playing that. And it's like, why are you using these words? Yeah, right? really. Why? They do it's sound so cool, so maybe it could just be it sounded cool. Like new world order sounds cool, really oh, yeah. cool. The like, new G. normal, G. normal the, new world order. The, and it can yeah. also literally just be for publicity because then they they get people talking. 
talking about it. And they go, well, that's not how I meant it. Obviously, you insane conspiracy the, theorists, the but now you are talking about That's what it. they want. That's in this mind war that we are in, fifth generational warfare. That's what they want to happen is for people to accidentally start saying we should do what that other, what they want them, what they want. You know? It's hard to believe anything you watch, nothing you watch or read online. It's like, is this 12 levels of irony? Is this a serious statement? Was it a mistake? Mm-hmm. Even watching this war live we always talked about what would it be like if we had instagram and twitter and everything when world war ii was happening and now we've got it and all we're getting is a ton of fake information so we've got the the ghost of kiev who was actually it was like a video game simulation video that went viral and then um obviously you had the footage of or the recording of the 13 people that were allegedly killed on snake island by the Russian government and I'm like awful. But then the Russian, I saw RT published an article saying, no, we actually took them captive. Here's a video of that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so much different information being put out here. What are you even? Yeah. Look, I saw. At, look at this. Hold on. Hold on. The video showing Ukrainian fighter pilot shooting down a Russian plane. The ghost of Kiev clip, Kiev clip is from a video game, not a video of fighting in Ukraine. This is from PolitiFact. Yeah. Yeah. And there were even uh, wow. left-wing articles. I, I, actually, I won't say left-wing because I don't want to – I don't like portraying it as left-wing versus what right with Russia versus Ukraine because Ukraine is actually very nationalist. There are a lot of right-wingers, a lot of people that support – the majority of people are supporting Ukraine, obviously. This is an invasion by Russia. But um, – yeah, there were uh, progressive articles saying, actually, it's good as long as it's positive misinformation. And yep. the ghost of Kiev is misinformation that is boosting morale. And I can see how there's an argument for that, but also, like, no, it's still misinformation. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think um, the truth will set you free, and, and, and we should have honest information and assessments and understanding, and people should be motivated by that. The problem is you've got uh, – you know, I, I think within the parent factions, you can call it the multicultural de- multicultural democracy versus constitutional republic. One side favors truth and discussion and pragmatism, and one side favors control. Yeah. The, 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 the multicultural democracy faction is just like everyone get in line. The majority rules. And the constitutional republic is make your argument, state your case. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the truth about what though, because I understand why in the truth, but not only are you get to choose how you want to demand what you want to demand, but you also have to decide what it is that you're, what it is that you're going to demand about. Like what is rea- what are these people creating? Uh, man, this is, this is a vague way to put this. Uh, maybe I can come back at this later and, and be a little more clear. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? The people that are like obsessed with the truth, you're also creating reality. So if you drop bombs on someone, yeah, you can speak the truth. I I killed a bunch of people. I'm not going to say that. I, that's not me. <laughs> in Minecraft, in, in, in theoretical, yeah. this crazy guy might say, um, that was the truth. He was speaking the truth, but he was also a violent, evil person. So the truth isn't enough. You need to be good as well. Mm. Um, but well, then, what, what I mean now is, we're talking about war and what's no, good in war. What I mean is, in the U.S., someone says, "I think our country should be doing certain things." And I say, why do you think that? And they say, take a look at this information, this historical record, and what's happening right now. Wouldn't you agree with me? And I'd say, you make a really good point. I don't agree on that issue, but maybe there's something we can do. The left says, you're racist, you're a bigot, um, X, Y, and Z really happened. You should vote for me on this policy because uh, Putin is, you know, kidnapping babies. Or how about, yeah. you know, the, the Desert Storm, the woman who said, oh, they're, they're killing babies and all that stuff. They lie to convince you to give them something. The problem with that is if we're not in the service of function, of, of, of meritocracy, of, of, of effectiveness, then it's just ripping things apart. Things are being destroyed. Yeah, exactly. If somebody says, I believe we should take this action for fake reason, mm-hmm. there's a good chance they're wrong about that action. There's a good chance it just makes everything worse. 
If someone's got a really good point to be made and they give you the evidence for their decisions, you can say, I understand and I agree. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, don't trust anyone who says that they're willing to allow misinformation to spread if it helps their agenda get across. But because at bottom, what they're saying is, I'm not sure if any of what I'm about to tell you for my position is actually true, but I do want you to believe it. I, they, see, Winston Churchill used to tell the British that they were going to win the war, but he didn't know. It was just propaganda. Oh, he was just trying on. to make hold, them feel hold, good. Hold on, hold on. Well, if you were a leader in a, in a military and then your country, there's some war, would you not use propaganda? No, no, no. Well, there's a big difference between saying, Ian, if you give me $10, then I'll go save a whale and then take your 10 bucks and go buy a beer with it. There's a difference of lying and, and just and, creating and, propaganda. And me saying... Give me the ten dollars. I will save these whales, and then I try and fail. There's a big difference there. Oh, that's a good point, right? But so we only if, found out after the fact. If a general comes out and says we are going to win, it's like, yeah, that's an opinion. He's he's like he's trying to boost morale. That I get. We're gonna do it. And then but what if he knows you're gonna lose anyways, and he's just doing that? Like like the, I think this. Yeah. No, but this is the question: Is there ethical misinformation? Like you think about a kid who's about to die in a hospital, and they're terrified and asking you, "Mom." doctor am i gonna die and you hold their hand yeah you're gonna die no like probably telling them you're gonna be fine and letting them pass away in their sleep would be the ethical thing to do even if it's a lie i suppose yeah i think um you know we we often talk about the nuance in information censorship is a good one there's such thing as good censorship uh people say censorship is wrong it's always wrong it's not true at all Mm-hmm. When someone's posting like child abuse on social media, yeah. censors should remove that. And the person who posts it, it, illegal stuff should be taken down. Censorship can be good. Um, lying can be good. Like you said, if there's a child who's dying and no, no good is served by telling, like making the child suffer by freaking him out, then maybe, you know, you know, the kid's got an hour to live and you're like, don't worry. You're going to be, everything's going to be fine. Your parents are here. Everything's mm-hmm. great. And then they pass away. And it's and it's calm and peaceful. They're not scared. So, like, can that be used on a mass scale, though? Like you were well, saying with Winston Churchill, like just propaganda. Even even like you know they use dehumanization of the other forces because they'd have that problem with people not pulling the trigger if they think of the, oh if you went out and you're like telling the truth, um, these people are just like you. If you sat down and had a chocolate bar with them, you could talk for hours and have a beer, and they're just like you. Who's gonna pull the trigger in that war? It's a tough question. Oh yeah, you got to use propaganda. Yeah, well, war. this is. <laughs> I, I think getting back to sort of the ethical bedrock here of whether it's ever okay to lie, and looking at this example of a child who's dying, I think there's also an argument to be made that you can comfort the child without lying to them. You don't have to literally say you are going to die, or even in that instance, for example, if you come from a religious household, you actually believe your child is going to go to heaven and be with Jesus. You tell them that you're going to go to heaven and be with Jesus. It doesn't require that you lie to them necessarily, and so I would say. When it comes to dealing with people on a mass scale, if you're lying, you are doing something wrong. That's what I genuinely believe. Yeah, I mean, look. And I understand that's a controversial position because there are a lot of white lies that people accept mm-hmm. that you can't tell. Fundamentally, I believe that lying is never okay for any reason. So let's, let's, let's talk about war for a second. Let's say you're going into war. You know for a fact you're going to win. And you stand up in front of all the troops and be like, we're going to win. And everyone cheers and then you win. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And you tell the truth. Let's say you're not entirely sure. It could go either way. Mm-hmm. But you're going to rally people and say, we will win. And that's different, right? The, the idea is like you, you have a fighting chance so long as people believe. Then if you believe and, you, and, you, and everyone's got morale boosted, I think it's fair to say you will win. I'm okay with that. If you know for a fact you're going to lose and there's limited purpose served and you're just sending people to die, wrong. No, yeah. but there are well, times I, where they, they knew they were going to lose and they said, we're going to mm-hmm. stay and we're going to win. And then lightning strikes the enemy camp and stuff like that has happened. Well, it's well, true that you don't know so they stay sure, positive. I think there's a really important point to be made here, which is that there, there, you get into an, uh, an interesting ethical question when you ask, is it 
lying to say something as if you know it for sure when you don't. I think that's a lot more complicated. I would argue that telling your soldiers you are going to win when there's a chance that you're not going to win could actually negatively affect your chances because mm-hmm. we're just going to win. But if, if you tell your soldiers this could go either way, you got to fight really hard to make sure that we come out on top. That's that could point. be better for morale. That's a good point, actually. And 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 you, you you would say we're going to win so long as you put everything behind it. Exactly. This depends on you. Don't falter. Yeah. I think that people perform better when they fe- when they think they're going to win. Mm. Well, people vote for the candidate they think is going to win just because they think they're going to win. But like, wouldn't there? Okay, so you look at like the Gallipoli campaign, showing up on those beaches and just seeing everyone slaughtered around you and being told like, you know, you're going to win, you're going to win this mm-hmm. war, and then wouldn't that like rush doubts through your head? Everything I've been told is a lie. Yeah. Everything yeah. for this cause is this a lie. Is the, Winston Churchill sent us here to die. Yeah, World War Two. Like, I don't know. Midway through the war, they decided to invade near Italy, Gallipoli. That's part of uh, Turkey. Uh, and they, they just beachheaded it and landed and it was just a slaughter. Absolutely. A British and an, an Australian annihilation. Yeah. Wow. Devastation. I think you gotta be honest. But it, it, this is, this is the challenge. Um, the cheaters will lie and the cheaters get that advantage. And so you gotta hope that. I think, but I think in I the think long run, lying is a man. disadvantage. Yeah. Well, I would argue I that like in the it. long run, lying is a disadvantage because you end up in such a tangled web of misinformation that you're not making decisions based on reality anymore. It does catch up to you. It depends on what your goal is. So when you look at a lot of these establishment players, I feel like most of their goals is just in- individual power, self interest. Yeah. They want a nice house for themselves. Like that BLM lady who owns like five houses or whatever. You know, okay, whatever. You know, uh, they, they come out and they claim they're doing all these good things. They lie. Sure, for humanity, it sucks. It's making everything worse. People burn down buildings and die. But the individual succeeded in their plan. Lying helped them. Mm-hmm. Mm. They got what they wanted. They extracted what they could. And then those of us that say, you know, we got to be as honest as possible. It's, 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 you know, I'll give you an example. Um, with the stories that are coming around the ghost of Kiev and Snake Island. What, did, what was I saying the other day, Ian, about the ghost of Kiev? I've not seen any evidence. It's a true story. Yeah. I've not seen I, – I've seen clips on the internet of a plane. Cool I don't story. know what that is. Yeah. It is a cool story. It's masculine. It's a hero. It's an ace fighter pilot, so it's cool. It boosts morale, but I don't know that it's true. Now it turns out at least some of the footage was not even real. It was from a video game, and so people are like, maybe this is not real. It's propaganda, and it probably is the case. The same thing happened with Covington. When that story came out, yeah. people sent me this video, and I'm like – it's some kid standing there. I have no idea what this is. Well, look at the kid's face. I'm like, what about his face? I don't know. And so I looked and someone sent me a Facebook live stream showing what happened. And I was like, I don't understand. The Native American dude walked up to him. Why are you mad? Like people are mind are, are mindless towards this stuff. They just don't care. They want to believe it. The manipulation, I think with the Covington kids really ended up being very detrimental to the media organizations. But if your goal is just to maximize your individual profits, you don't care how much damage you're causing to the system it's or the country. Big or the problem people. about honesty. If you see a video of a jet flying, you'll be like, "I saw a jet flying yesterday." But no, you didn't. You saw a video, a bunch of pixels of some some data. You didn't see the jet. And so, right. when we're in the metaverse and we're experiencing reality, what we think we're seeing, we're saying was anyway. I'm sorry. You and it's only one say. angle. Oh yeah, no, I just had a thought that was like. You know, I was, I was thinking about your point. You're like, I, I, people who lie will eventually lose. And I'm like, maybe the reason that the lies are necessary is because we've had a cultural and moral decay, whereas the lies yeah. wouldn't be necessary without that. Because you could just tell someone, yeah, you know what? You might die, but this is a cause worth dying for. Well, whereas today amen. you couldn't, people are like, no, I, I don't want to fight unless we're going to win. Like, like I was saying about the border guards who don't care about what's happening at the border. Yes. There's, there's a video that got released recently. Of a plane landing at uh, at an airport in I think um, 
what's what's the what's the Westchester? Is that north of New York? I think it was uh, maybe, but uh, it lands north of New York, and there's a federal contractor, and there's a cop, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And they're like, "I don't know. We're supposed to do this." And he's like, "Okay, well, you're not supposed to, but we're gonna let you do it anyway." And then the contractor says to the cop, "No one can know we're doing this," and he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Because the government's betrayed the American people." Those are two guys that don't care about this country at all. And one's a federal contractor and one's a cop. Mm. That, I think, is is indicative of what's happening in this country. That you would witness a a serious yeah. crime by your government and be like, don't care. It doesn't happens. affect me. You know, I think about these stories I hear from, you know, Morocco or Brazil or Russia about bribing cops. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and they say it's like it's the norm. You're in South America and you get pulled over, slipping fifty bucks, and you're on your way, right? South African driver's license. It's just like is that what's called? Bucks. They, they call it a driver's license in any country you go to where you can do that. But in the United States, you can't do that. You try you, bribing a cop. Yeah, he's, you're gonna. No one would even try because they know the cops probably gonna be like, "You can't afford me," and I'm not risking. I, I got a body camera. It's never gonna happen. But there is a certain degree of of corruption that we're starting to tolerate, and that is complete self interest. Is it? This, is it? Is it so different? A bribe, right? If I give you cash versus if you overlook a serious federal crime by your government because you like the money you're being given by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've just got better PR than a lot of the rest of the world. Yeah, American propaganda is the best in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. let, me, let, me, let, let me tell you I about where it. this country is at. How about that? The <laughs> this is, gonna, this, one, this is a, a, a segment for all of our socialist friends out there. We have this story from Barons.com. I love the name. Russia's swift exclusion could spur cyber attacks. Ten stocks that could benefit. Oh my oh my That's an amazing headline if I've ever seen it. So let me break that down. What were you saying about uh, moral decay, Lauren? Moral no. decay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so exactly. SWIFT is the international payment system. It's like the Society for Worldwide, what is it, you know, international or something or whatever. Uh, yeah. Financial transactions? Yeah, there you go. I don't know, something like that. Uh, yeah, let's make it up. And uh, it's the banking system. So they're slowly kicking out Russia's banks from SWIFT, which I believe could result in Russia being unleashed. They're already sanctioned. They're already in this position. And now you're saying, we're going to remove any leverage we have over you outright. Just get so rid of it. So just backing them into a corner. Mm-hmm. Or unleashing them. Mm. Letting them letting them off the hook. Letting, or letting them off the leaf. To ramp up. What's, what's the quote? A man with nothing left to lose is a dangerous man. Yes. Something. And so uh, I believe, you know, I said this before, that I think banning Russia from SWIFT would be a huge mistake because you're effectively escalating the conflict the most extreme way possible. Russia's now got no ties to these other countries or financial institutions. So if they nuke you, it won't affect them because you're now severed. You severed all those economic ties. Mm. Well, Barron's, excellent name, by the way, is saying you can benefit by, well, they're not saying you could. They're saying 10 stocks that could benefit. And they go on to list a bunch of companies like, hey, you know, you know what they're saying. They're basically telling people without telling them directly, buy these stocks. War is good for profits. Yeah. Always a way to make money in the markets, I suppose. And here I am trying to figure out what stocks they're telling me to buy. <laughs> Palantir. Oh, of course, Palantir. Yeah, they skyrocket. say Palo Alto Networks, Zscaler, CrowdStrike, Tenable Holdings, Verona Systems, Fortinet, Telos, Mandiant, Palantir, and CyberArk Software. So is it ethical to make money off the decline? <laughs> I don't I, – I, why wouldn't it be? I don't even know what the word ethics means anymore. Can oh, you define that for enough. me? I mean – I mean, the set of, but I guess so many of that, so much of that has become an individual thing rather than something we would all agree on. Nice. Yeah, there's sociological ethics and then there's personal ethics. This is a good question, though. Is it, is it, um, is it okay to profit off the decline of the United States? I I tweeted out that I bought a bunch of, uh, 
Russian vodka the other day before they banned it. And people were like, this is really unethical of you to go get embargoed products. Like, you want to make money off? And I'm like, well, you know what? It's not. I can't do anything to stop it. I think that (laughs) as a society, it's unethical not to profit off of the decline of nature. Like, the, the destruction and creation of nature. If we're not trying to profit off of it, then we're not doing our system justice. Well, what do you mean by the destruction of nature? And I guess also define profit. Oh, what if, too much, what if what the you, profiting what? off it makes it worse, like accelerates then it's it? Well, yeah, ethical. definitely okay. that's bad. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess you know, hold on. Right. A lot of people are probably going to say not true. Rip off the Band-Aid or peel it slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, rip it off or rip it with the hair, seen, not against the hair. Have you seen that meme where it's like in the event of a nuclear strike, lay down face towards the blast and put your hands on your head. That way the, the blast hits your head sooner and you'll die faster. Huh. Oh my goodness! It's like a, yeah, it's, it's like a dark. Meat. Was it unethical yeah. for them to tell Sorry. kids to duck and cover in the Cold War? Get under your desk, and then the nuclear blast—you'll you might have some chance to survive, which that's they wouldn't, true, and they knew they that's, wouldn't. That's, you're wrong. No, yeah, it depends, oh, you think that depending they, on the distance, oh, if the can distance be in an earthquake, some of the re- I see. Yeah, the, the initial uh, blast radius for a lot of nuclear bombs is not—it's not as wide as people think. They think it's like thirty miles. Mm-hmm. It's like a half mile, maybe, which is massive. There's a there was this thing I think the New York Times did where they showed an overlay of different nuclear bombs and how it would affect Manhattan. And it's like, yeah, from river to river, Manhattan hit is hit. So if you're in Jer- if you're in Jersey City and, and Manning gets hit by a nuke, you're not in the immediate blast or radiation zone, but you're going to get hit by the shock wave. Cancer. So you see the li- you duck and cover because glass and oh, yeah. shards right. are going to go flying. Do you guys have it. a bomb shelter? No. He's ready. <laughs> no, uh, but you know, uh, let's get the shovel. None man. of you have <laughs> bomb shelter. On on Zillow, they were selling a uh, warhead like missile underground oh, like, yeah, launch station. That. Did you see that? Uh, that was wild. Was was like, well, yes. but you could, it was like 300K. Yeah. <laughs> missile silos. Get a missile silo. So creepy. You could, and they're they're really deep, and it's not even that expensive. Like, like you got to think about buying a house these days. The prices are going up. 300K, what is it, like 16 floors? That's, that's cheaper than a townhouse. Go live the, in a missile who, who, silo, guys. Awesome. I think, was it, was it Jake Paul or like Mr. Beast? They went to one of these emergency shelter nuclear silos. That'd be fun. And it's like you live underground for 30 years in the event of a nuclear strike or something. But does it come with the missile is the real question. Mm. I think they took the missile. They took it. How can you still call it? It's just a silo (laughs) then. It's no longer a missile silo. It's false advertising. It's an empty silo. Well, I can tell you this. um, I don't think it's wrong to profit necessarily. It depends on how you look at it. But I'll, I'll say... Since all of this stuff has been happening and getting crazier, I've, I've certainly bought stuff that I think is going to help me. Mm-hmm. I've bought, you know, we've got bug out kits. We've got an emergency food. That's just like, I would like to survive if bad exactly. stuff happens. But I've bought silver and gold. Yeah. I've bought Bitcoin and Bitcoin just went up quite a bit. So as soon as they were talking about banning Russia from SWIFT, I was like, I better buy more Bitcoin. When I learned about... Well, well, so, so real quick, because if Russia is kicked off of SWIFT, they're going to have to replace their international transactions with some kind of infrastructure. Ooh, and Bitcoin is a, is essentially free infrastructure. They still have to build some Russian-specific you know, mm-hmm. hubs and stuff. So then I thought, why would they use anything but Bitcoin? If they've already got a bunch, if it already exists, and it's already connected internationally, you're effectively telling them to go on this decentralized shadow network instead of the government-controlled one. They're going to be like, fine. I thought Bitcoin's going to skyrocket because of this. But more importantly, I don't want to be holding U.S. dollars. Yeah. Let, me, let me just tell mm-hmm. you, man. That beer you got there, old six ninety. It's a great place. Gone prices. Oh well, yeah, for sure. They're 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 a local brewery and their prices went up. Hand and I, I noticed like, I, I maybe we bought more. I don't know, but it was more expensive than a couple months ago when we bought it. And it's yeah. probably inflation. Yeah. We, I, we we went to go buy some whiskey from the liquor store. We get the good stuff. 
the price doubled. That's、mm. the trifecta. We've got the pandemic. We've got the Russia phobia of the Cold War. But now we got to get the、uh, the economic crash. The eighties eighties、uh, gas shortage and hyperinflation. We got to、mm-hmm. get the hyperinflation, the wheelbarrows、yeah. of cash. When I was it was two thousand six seven eight when I first learned about the military economic order. Basically, I was like, well, I can't profit off this in good conscience. So I stopped making money completely. I was totally poor for like a decade. Lived in abject, almost ad, not abject poverty, but pretty close to like living in my car kind of poverty because I just did not want to profit off the system. But it was to the point where I was destroying myself. Like、yeah. I couldn't participate and help the system. And I realized, if you want to untangle a ball of yarn, first you need to get a hold of the ball of yarn. I need to be rich to、totally. fix this system from the inside. Totally. So I am I profiting off of this unethical treatment of our, our slaves in Uyghur China and things like that.、Uh, rich is probably the wrong word. You、yeah. need you need to command influence. Yeah, that's true because the be- one of the greatest things money gets you is influence. And、that's、not、what a lot of these rich people want to do is buy a YouTuber and speak their tr- words for them. That, and that's that's actually that's actually I think a contradictory statement. And money doesn't buy you influence. You can try to buy influence, Michael but Mi- exactly, Michael Bloomberg,、yeah. he that guy dumped a lot of money into this show. <laughs> he had a diminishing return on his investment. No, it's because his ideas are garbage. That's true. You know, so he can he dumped what half a half a billion dollars. Yeah. So people were saying it was really funny. They were like, "Tim, you did a video ragging on Michael Bloomberg and a Bloomberg answered,、yeah. and <laughs>、yeah. I was like, I would like to thank Michael Bloomberg for sponsoring a video where、yeah. I rag on him for 20 minutes. We did a, a cartoon about this when the Bloomberg advertisements were everywhere, just ripping on the Bloomberg advertisements. If you all want to check that out, and there were people were commenting like, "Oh, I got a Bloomberg advertisement for this,"、so、of course, <laughs> because he's trying to counter that messaging from you, but it doesn't work. Doesn't work. No, so, it makes my video funnier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So look, there was a there's a really funny story I read once from BuzzFeed. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say it's funny, but there's this YouTuber who had 300k sub- subscribers and was working as a waitress. And she said one day a little girl was like, "Oh my God, you're so and so. Why are you working as a waitress?" And she was like, "Oh, I just, you know, it's a job." And then she went in the back and cried because like she's、uh, famous but broke.、Yeah. And it's like, yes, you can have a lot of influence and no money. Well, influence is more valuable in a lot of ways. And depending on the type of influence you're trying to do, if you're trying to threaten systems that do have more money than you, there is a cutoff point for how influential you're going to be. Because、mm. if you don't have any money to fight back what these people are going to do to you, they will steamroll you. The rich can absolutely squash the poor in、That's、anything.、True. They'll you can get. This is why the press focus on YouTubers when they slander people. You know, you'll have someone.、Um, oh, I, I, who's the guy from Braveheart? I can't remember. Mel Gibson. Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah, Thank you. yeah.、Uh, this beer hit hard. Yeah.、Um, you you'll literally call Jews oven dodgers, and you'll get plenty、Whoa. of articles from mainstream media that are like Mel Gibson on a fancy vacation at this show at that show,、uh, but a YouTuber will say one off-color word like. They'll say retard once or something, and that'll get a whole article in all these different outlets. They'll only be referred to as extremist, right wing, this that, because they know they can get away with it. Because Mel Gibson can afford massive amounts of lo- lawyers and yeah, but- representative, whereas. YouTubers don't really have that. I、role. think I think we've got、um, with Kyle Rittenhouse's. You know, he's he's going to do. Those, yeah, but those he's、lawsuits. got. Ma- he's going to be bankrolled. No, 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 for, that, sure, for sure, for sure. But I'm saying him and Project Veritas, I think, are going to help change that game. But they're still they've they've hit that threshold of the amount of money you have to have to be able to. Fight back against yeah, but, the but, elites because、yeah. if you if you if you are just small if you're someone I mean Tommy Robinson had money but you can just send someone to jail as yeah bam, or you can block yeah you can't afford a lawyer yeah if, you, if they know you're threatening the idea is to change the system without them realizing that it's a, like Uber appeared and it was a threat to the taxi system but they didn't realize it till Uber was prevalent I just think people got to sue Wikipedia I would love to do that but every lawyer has said not possible、oh, yeah. so you we, were talking we, about that a little bit yeah we talked about this a little bit before the show because I said this to, to James O'Keefe as well. I said sue Wikipedia, the, the organization, directly, and the issue everyone says is, oh, but it's user-generated content. No, it's not. 
Well, then why does every lawyer tell me that it's they, not possible? Because they, they haven't gone to the website and okay, looked at it. If there's a lawyer watching this that can sue Wikipedia with me, send me an email. So you guys <laughs> so, are saying before the show, you're saying on Wikipedia, you go to a Wikipedia, Wikipedia article. Sorry, yeah, pull up And then there's a byline, and the byline says, from Wikipedia. So they're basically claiming they are the author of this story. And uh, Yeah, so uh, we have this story from Wikipedia. (laughs) Lauren, is it Cherie? Cherie. Cherie is a Canadian alt-right political activist and white uh, white nationalist and YouTuber. Lauren, are you alt-right? I'm not alt-right, and I'm not a white nationalist, but... They, well, and, and you know, in an article with a living person, you have to at least after this put someone's rejection of a label and they just won't even do that. And that's in their own like terms of, you know, how, how the website should function. They just don't care. Wow. Well, so here's the issue, right? Um, you can see they've got weird, uh, interesting, the sources here for alt-right and there, it's an A and a B. Oh, they, and you're not supposed to use opinion pieces for uh-huh. like hardcore claims that right. could hurt someone's reputation, but they do it anyway. Here's the funny thing. On my Wikipedia, they don't. They've actually rejected a bunch of op-eds that were too over the top. Bro, I don't know how you got away with that. They hate me. Because he knows Wikipedia can be sued, Lauren. Because I keep... Well, so so with the articles about me, there was one... Um, this is really interesting. It said, Tim Pool has donated to multiple Republicans. And then someone in the talk section said, if you look at, if you actually search federal records, Tim Pool has donated to more Democrats than Republicans. Sure, you can say he's donated to, because it's like, uh, I think it's like Rand Paul. But it's about what's left out of the story that matters. Exactly. And so, but then the editors were like, I don't think this is an accurate piece if they're omitting something like this. And so they rejected it outright. Well, yeah, I always look at this and they could, you know, I, I would consider myself a documentary filmmaker. You wouldn't even know I made documentaries if you read my Wikipedia page. And that's the, what I've gotten the most views for is my films that I've made. And you wouldn't even know reading this well page. so so here's the point we were bringing up with lawsuits this is what i said to james o'keefe it says on wikipedia.com uh dot org sorry lauren southern from wikipedia the free encyclopedia so you know there's there's some serious questions that need to be answered by many different courts from many different countries it may be that i'm wrong and the court decides that if a new if, if a media outlet includes a byline of their own corporate name but commenters provided the information for the formation of that article, you can't sue them. I would love a judge to pass that precedent and then just watch the absolute psychotic chaos that would unfold on the internet. So right now is what you need to understand about Wikipedia. First, I'll, I'll present it to you like this. If um, Seamus over here, Me? Freedom Thunes yeah. Coglin, yeah, over here. posts Freedom on Twitter Thunes. that Lauren Southern is, uh, you know, a big stupid dude. She Same is, it's effect. true. No, no, she's, she's the worst Lauren out Southern, there. Lauren Southern did a backflip. A statement of fact, and that causes you damages because you have a vow of no backflips. Uh, well, you can't sue Twitter because the post says at Seamus Coughlin. Yeah. But what if it said at Twitter on it? You could sue Twitter, right? I, well, I mean, of, the, of course, of course. The premise makes sense, but I've never seen anyone do it. What I have seen people do is, so it's the whole, what's a publisher and what's a platform? What is it? Section 230 that covers this in the States. Yeah. Um, and people in Australia, they've sued uh, Google, because Google, they choose what articles you see. They right. are a, they're a publisher. They yep. publish things. And they use Wikipedia as their main source. It literally comes up in a separate sidebar. Like if you look up on That's Google, right. Lauren yeah. Southern, they feature that and publish that. You, you, so you can sue Google for this because that's what they publish. And it's been successful in the courts before. Really? Yeah. Well, here, here's what I'm saying. The, so when we had James here, I mentioned this and he was like, yeah, but you know, section 230. And I'm like, yo, the byline on this Wikipedia article is Wikipedia. No one else. So imagine this. Imagine at TimCast.com, I tell people, hey, if you comment, we'll take all your comments and then post it as a legitimate news article. 
Could you imagine if it said, you know, timcast.com slash article byline Tim Pool, and then it said, you know, a political, high profile political individual took action, you know, uh, did something that was clearly false. Like, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi punches baby in the face. And then like clearly defamatory, clearly uh, libelous, clearly slander. But, well, you can't sue me. But does the the language matter here? Because it says from Wikipedia, not by Wikipedia. And then it'll tell you these specific editors who put it. I'd love a judge to answer that question. Yeah. Because if a judge says, well, you know, uh, that doesn't really count, then I'll be like, then I would love a judge to explain how you can have an article. It says article on the article with a headline, Lauren Southern, with a byline below it. And now the organization that published it is exempt. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, I'm reading something on here. It says I was demonetized by YouTube and banned from PayPal. I've never been banned from PayPal. I use PayPal every day. What trash. And I'm not demonetized on YouTube. So this is, that's a false statement. That's not even true. What are are they referring to? You know, when I was living in Australia, my Wikipedia said I was permanently banned from Australia. They can literally just make shit up. It's wild. But so, so, so the issue is it needs to be tested in the courts and we need this. I don't know if it would go to the Supreme Court or where it would end. But a judge needs to answer for how this applies Section 230 because Wikipedia does a lot. Here's another thing. You see that lock symbol next to your name? Yeah. That means it is not open to the public. Interesting. The, the lock means only specific Wikipedia individuals. I have no idea how to access that. Right. I would have no idea how to edit your page as a member of the public. Okay. So here's another. This is a whole on conspiracy world that I'm going to get into. There's an editor on my page. Uh, it seems like gray something. And he, all day, every day, is sitting there editing, like, Michael Malice's page, Jack Posovic's page, Cernovich, all of these big right-wing figures. I swear he's being paid by some sort of organization to do this. Like, I genuinely believe there are people being paid to edit Wikipedia articles. And oh, that's, 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 I, I would fact. be shocked if there weren't. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I know them. You do? Okay, so I'm not crazy, because I was like, this guy, how is he sitting all day on Wikipedia just fighting in the comments section? They're they're called reputation management firms? Yes. Yeah, I tried to change Hillary Clinton's Wikipedia after the emails dropped and talk about Sidney Blumenthal and Osprey Global Solutions, and within like 30 seconds it was removed, or within like six seconds And they're just sitting there monitoring it because they're getting paid to do this and you're right they've done reputation firms well they'll create fake articles and put yes. them astroturf so them on Google. i actually I actually know people who do this um i've actually had uh, events put on so i did an event a while back with uh, a buddy of mine and one of the sponsors of the event was a reputation management firm they they they, they uh here's what how, how it was explained to me they were like you ever have the media lie about you okay well here's what we'll do we will get placement in several medium tier blogs of stories, and then we know how to work SEO to make sure they appear on the top of, of Google and then make them more prominent. Then we'll go in and we'll, we'll have our employees argue on Wikipedia against the inclusion of defamatory content. Yes. Now, of course, these guys didn't say to me, like, we're going to lie and cheat and smear people to ruin their lives. They said the opposite. They were like, the media writes fake stories. We protect you from that. That was that's that's how they frame it. Now it may be the people I know actually are you know doing the right thing, but there are people who do the wrong thing. Yeah, what that's what I was going to say is what's scary is that obviously can be used in the reverse. The media are writing accurate articles about you, and you're having the wealthy can pay. I I did a video on this called Sainthood for Sale. You can literally pay for your reputation, and if you can't afford your reputation, if you're if you're a 19 year old kid or even a high schooler that just gets slandered in a local paper as a racist, and you don't have anything else online about you, and that's the first thing that comes up, 
Your job options are limited in the future. You're screwed over and you're not going to have money for a lawyer. You're not even going to know the first thing what to do. Whereas if you're extremely wealthy, I, I actually th- buy I actually, sainthood. I, I think actually there's something interesting here with the uh, your Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. There's a question over I, – I think the question over whether you can sue them has to do with whether or not they're making opinion statements that – you know. Um, but I think if Wikipedia actually says something happened to you that isn't true, I think it's clear-cut lawsuit for Wikipedia. So they, they have the biography. Well, don't you have to prove malice in America? Um, yes, you have to prove that uh, – so actual malice is not like hatred. It means that either uh, they knew it was false – or they were reckless as to the publication of the information. Oh, reckless, I'd say that. Yeah. Well, so there's an interesting thing here that Wikipedia might win the suit on the on the question of malice and be like, we didn't know this person was doing this. We'll ban them instantly. You know, and then that's all that can ever really be done. I don't mm. know for sure. I think it needs to be. I, I also court. really want to clarify for the public because people say this all the time. They're like, oh, well, if it's untrue, just sue them. Any lawyer you go to about defamation, they'll initially say to you, all right, hundred thousand dollar down payment. Yep. And there's like a five percent chance we'll win. Like, That's right. and then you have to pay all throughout the years for that. Like, do you think people, oh, just sue them? No, the media can get away with so much this is, fake to, to, nonsense. To, to, to be, real, real quick though, Lauren, I, I'm pretty sure if you, if you started a give, send, go to, um, bring to up. just hire, you know, lawyers and, and do these suits, I'm pretty sure you'd, you'd but make easy. This is what day. terrifies me. And you should do that. We'll go into this in a second, but that's why Justin Trudeau calling up the emergency acts and slamming yeah. down on the crowdfunding is like, that was I was always like, well, at least you can crowdfund it. Well, if we so, want to buy public property and turn it into a, a, a private property and turn it into a public park, at least we can crowdfund it. Which, which is why money doesn't always buy you influence. But if you have influence, you can often get money. So I, I, I don't, I don't know your financial background. I don't think you're a, you're a millionaire or a billionaire, Laura. I don't, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. yeah well, me? My, here's, here's my <laughs> point, though. Three times over. People, people, <clears throat> people know you well enough. They, they, they like you enough that if you said. This is defamatory, slanderous. Not only is it to, um, I mean, damages might be a challenge in a lawsuit. What damages have you incurred due to them calling you a white nationalist? There could maybe be an argument for, um, you know, familial, emotional. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So that could be tough. But my point is, if you said, hey, I'm going to sue Wikipedia and I need help, people will help you. And, you know, that's influence. Yeah. It's from, I, I've spoken to lawyers and, you know, even pro bono lawyers that I've spoken to, they're just like, it's so hard. Like very, well, very few people are successful. And, the and only successes, like I said, have been on Google. I haven't found a single successful Wikipedia lawsuit. Maybe there's like one, but he like bankrolled the absolute crap. Gotta try. It. I would gotta, imagine it's try. hard. Like not only is it mean expensive, but it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. They just want to make your life. Yeah. Like, you're in 20. They like, will torment you to make sure you don't set a precedent. Torment just you. Just keep you in the legal system for yeah. a decade if they can and... I've never sued it be- partly because I don't like involving the legal system unless it's absolutely last, you know, the last Get the choice. wide shot ready. Yeah. Okay. We're going to wide shot, ladies and gentlemen. Are you prepared for this? Let's we're just getting you ready for now. Because oh, okay. we're going to see what's going to happen. So, thank you. I, I don't remember. What was I talking what's about? What's the wide shot? I have no idea something's what's happening. happening. Something's, what's happening? Something's happening. Oh, God, I'm, something I'm sure everybody already knows in the audience. Oh, no. So, we, we I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We're getting the cameras ready. Am I not ready. in on the joke? It's not a joke. Oh God, I'm scared. I'm about so, to be but, sacrificed. Uh, so it's confirmed. Should we, should we talk about it then? Yeah, we can talk about it. But you were told they're coming up. I was told we were swatted again. Yeah, again. Oh, Are you serious? Oh, yeah. I should put the maybe sword down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we can talk to him on camera. Do you? No, I'm gonna pull the white camera up. Anybody who want, wants can, to walk in here is gonna be on, on, on. They're gonna be on live. Yeah. You think they would be interested? Well, I guess ask them when he comes in. No, he's busy. He's on duty, so maybe not. Are you serious? You got swatted again? Yeah, third time. Third time's a charm. 
I guess. They know and, that w- that's been happening, so they're they're ready for it now. But I don't understand why they're they're coming up and coming in. They do a basic check now because they know us. I don't know why and it was like it was big news in there. You can't get it. No, let me see. Give me the why. So they're gonna actually come in here. I didn't. I, I've, well, I've watched this saying, on right? Twitter. Oh, I can't they're, believe they're I'm living it. Come into this room. Yeah, it's correct. Okay. Yeah, so they'll okay. be visiting us again. Just to make sure no one's getting choked. You know, yeah. they're doing their job. I want to yeah, maybe you should for my push that on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just wanna. There's like, there's like. Not a table. We have a. Not so. So I will say this. I used to have a mall sword behind me. It's a mall sword. I went to a game store. And it's like some anime sword. I don't know what it is. And I thought it was like, it was like 20 bucks. So I bought it. And then everyone's like, what a dumb anime sword. Like, what, what a dumb mall sword. And so I actually ordered a Wakazashi. It is, people are like, you've got it upside down. You're doing it wrong. It's, 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 it's dull. It's not, it's, it's an, or, it's ornamental. It's, it's beautiful. It's, calm down. No matter what I do, people are like, <laughs> yeah. your swords are bad. Welcome to the internet. I love so, that sword. Um, I, are they coming up? What's happening? That's what Anybody? I heard. Uh, Ooh, see what happens. Anticipation it might happen during the super chats. Yeah, well, so I guess I we're just we're just chilling. It's a wild night, man. Twenty twenty is crazy. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is uh, so. The first time we got swatted, it was right after Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that was the that was probably the worst one because it was it was the first. So the cops like we had a ton of cops here. It was crazy. And uh, they came up, the door opened. There was a cop there, and he's like fanning for me to come. I'm like we like like we're live in the middle of a show. Like I'm not getting up. And these cops are peeking in. I didn't, and he, the cop walks in, looks around, and I'm like, what is going on? Luke was here, and he just keeps talking. Like, then he watches the cop leave. So then once I figured out what had happened, and I got the message saying, like, we were swatted, I was like, okay. Then I got up and ran out and said, what happened? They told us. That was, um, that was the day after Marjorie Taylor Greene was here. She was here on January 5th. Yeah. And so what I think happened was the show goes live at 8 p.m. on January 5th. It wraps up on YouTube at 10 p.m. on January 5th. That means most people won't get the notification for it until January 6th of all days mm-hmm. to have Marjorie Taylor Greene. So then somebody swats us. You know, the, 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 mm-hmm. the next time it happened, I think it was the day after we had Andy No yeah, and James, James O'Keefe. O'Keefe. Do you, did you ever find who was doing it? Uh, 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 top it, top men are on it. Okay. Top. All right. Men. And this is the thing. Swatting is not a joke. Swatting no, is a yeah. terroristic activity. You're, you're, you're putting cops in, har- in potential harm's way. You're putting people in potential animals in harm's way. People can get killed. It's not a. Oh, dude. I literally just had like a nervous like. Yeah. But my gun's <laughs> on fire right I'm now. like, what if a cop walked in and I was literally holding that sword? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I was actually like, like oh, we're going to process that. that. I feel that way. <laughs> so, I mean, this person is a terrorist. Whoever made that phone call is a terrorist. Is a domestic terrorist. And well, they might not be American, but they're a terrorist. I didn't, I didn't, you know, so I didn't want to bring it up. That it happened, you know, so like Lydia's me- like messaging me and I'm just like, I'm, I'm just going to look. I was wondering what you two were on about. Yeah, I was like, I've like, never yeah. done like text, text, text. No, it's good. Then when we heard that they were coming up, I'm like, okay, well, we better you just. You have to say something. Now yeah. we better say yeah. it. Otherwise, you know, it's going to abruptly happen. So I'm, I'm trying to verify exactly what's going on. I'm messaging people. Yeah, I'm curious what happens. I guess we'll just have to wait. And I think see. the second time they came by, they didn't come up here. They yeah. Talk to people know. downstairs okay. and then left. Maybe. Yeah, they did like a sweep, but they weren't on the show. They, they know what this is. And here, here, I'll tell you what really bothered me about the first time it happened was um, when they came here, they said it was exigent circumstances. They have, they have a right to enter the property. But uh, they also said on the radio, we think this is a, it's a swatting because it's a political podcast, mm. which means they outright lost exigent circumstances right away by thinking that. They have to, they have to believe that there is something happening to, to, they can violate our Fourth Amendment rights. I'm not a fan of that. Like, I can respect them coming in, rushing into danger and all that stuff and being like, but if they genuinely think it's a swatting, I'm like, why are you here, dude? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'll say this. It's, I guess it's good that they keep coming. Yeah. Well, can't they just, like, check the stream and be like, oh, 
Okay. Oh, nothing look who they have. They oh, probably oh, do, that's probably why. but there's so many <laughs> employees in the house that it's yeah. Just to be I safe, have no I idea. I, that's why I'm like, I can't believe they're actually going to come up, right? I'm glad they Are do. They I'd rather they check on us. I suppose. Give them a little high five. This is all like a hostage situation. And we all just have to act. We've got signs telling us to act normal. No, cop, I'm joking. (laughs) Although that's what the sign says. (laughs) It's like, everyone can see that's not true. The most, um, on, on good terms you can be with a cop is in a moment when you're being swatted. Like they're so much on your side at that point because they think something bad is happening to you. Yeah. It's important to keep in mind if something like that happens. We think this so. is a first for so, me. So they, they yeah, might, me too. They, they might not my be first swatting okay. as well. Disappointing. What'd you guys think? Look at that. Well, it was uh, it was interesting. It's not over yet. I want to make light of it, but it's I'm such glad a horrible. Okay. I agree. It's, it's a horrible, thing to do. Uh, just a dangerous, devilish, terrible thing to do to a human. Is this using? Agreed. But we're at war, you know, or maybe we're not. We haven't been at war since World War II, but the world is in some sort of psychological conflict. So I understand why. I'm just telling you that it is very bad, very dangerous, and don't do it again. Well. Thanks for coming, Lauren. It's been fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, thanks for almost getting me killed, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in on the joke. Oh, Lauren's yeah. holding Lauren, a sword. Lauren. <laughs> Sorry, Lauren. Nice play. It wasn't oh a joke. God. Maybe, maybe that's why you know we'll uh, we'll have a we'll, we'll get a little red light that says like swatting on it. Yeah, <laughs> good idea. To be honest, if he walked in, you had the everyone sword. put the weapons down. Yes. If he walked in, you had the sword. He'd probably be like, "Nice sword," and look around and make sure no one's getting hurt, and then walk out. Yeah. Maybe. So I, I, so I, I don't think they're coming in. Okay. okay. I think okay. they're being cool. told not to, and they're like, okay. Okay, so okay. they're actually listening. And come so. say hi. Cool. Hang out for a bit. Shout out, dude. Unless Thanks they want to be on the show so he can be like confirmed. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Have him pop in. That'd be fun. I'm, uh, so, you know, we'll get to Super Chats. Smash the like button if you like the show. Yeah. We'll do Super Chats in a second. So they're, 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 they're meeting with them outside. Yeah, they're, Andy's talking to them. Same okay. people, same guys. Probably. Same probably. Team. All right, well, there we go. Putin did it, someone said in chat. <laughs> Putin did it. Putin did it. <laughs> I think it wasn't true. Like Putin is sitting watching the show and he's, he's like, like yeah, I, I just can't take it anymore. I got to get these guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I, I think we're good. I think we're good. That's why I was like, I didn't want to say anything because if they, if they don't come up, I'm like, we're just not going to bring it up if it happens. But I was told they would be coming up. I guess maybe they were dissuaded. Okay. All right, then. Well, if the door opens and cops walk in, then we'll, we will uh, have that's a good picture. But uh, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll do uh, super chats then. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. take your audience questions. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Go over to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have that members-only segment coming up for you around 11 or so p.m. Let's see what we got here. All right. Let's see. Let's find a good super chat. Rob Matt says, if the, if nukes were dropped, will you continue doing the show? How can we listen <laughs> if the internet goes out? Some type of radio broadcast, maybe? We will yeah, need radio. a voice if that happens. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been... Who's the guy from Fallout 3? Mm, the guy from Fallout 3. Yeah. Like the radio host? Yeah, the radio guy. I don't remember he's cool, though. Yeah, the radio host from Fallout 3. You, you play us. Fallout 3, right? I'll look that I up. I think I stopped at 2. What's up? 2 is what? good. Really? Po- yeah. 1 Fallout and 2. Was like the I, best I ever. stopped having time for video games. Someone super chat nice. the name. Uh, I'm waiting for someone to chat the name of the, the radio host from Fallout. 3 Dog. I thought it was 3, three Dog. 3 Dog. I thought it was 3 Dog, but I've been playing 3 Dog Night too much. I was like, am I yeah, just thinking of the band? Yeah. 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 3 Dog. <laughs> Post-apocalyptia. That's what we're going to be doing. We're gonna get like a ham radio and we should probably get a ham radio. Yeah. Not not because nuclear war, just for fun, but we should do it. (laughs) All right. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says Shimcast with the best wooden sign. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Here we go. What is let's grab a good super chat. You you always gotta go through them. Three dog, everyone's saying three dog. That's right, it is three dog. James Rogers says, respectfully, I don't believe Russia having nukes on high alert is that big of a deal. Countries in wartime scenarios often do that as a deterrence. And if Putin believes Ukraine is his, I doubt he'd nuke his own country. 
I don't think he's going to nuke Ukraine. I think he's going to nuke <laughs> yeah, someone else. Question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I normally wouldn't think it's a big deal either, but you know, I I didn't think that there were actually going to be boots on the ground in Ukraine. So I now we, I'm like, I don't trust anything. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like two days before it happened, we had uh, you know we we had Steve Renee on, and he's you know he spent time in Belarus. He's he's a, he was an intelligence guy, and uh, was he was army right, special forces, yeah. I think. And he was just like, the, the, you know, they might go into the east. And I said, do you think they'll go as far west as Kharkiv? And he's like, no. And I was like, they're, they're saying that they're going to march, they're going to come north from Belarus into Kiev. I'm like, that's insane. He's like, yeah, that won't happen. I'm like, I agree. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. <laughs> it happened. And lots of people in, like, I had friends that were in Ukraine, um, like on the ground there, and they're like, no, no one here thinks there's going to be an invasion. Right, so. right. The, the whole narrative was like Ukrainians were living their lives saying, like, even wasn't, wasn't Zelensky like, there's no war. Telling the mainstream media in America to calm down, like, chill, cool yep. it. So clearly, you know, U.S. intelligence had some good sources, just, yeah, it, there was so much. There were like the Sun published there was going to be an invasion at 3 a.m. the week before it happened, and that's what really brought my doubts in because there's been so it's like the boy who cried wolf, and you can see articles for the last 10 years invasion invasion invasion. Yep. But the problem with the story the boy who cried wolf is there actually was a wolf eventually. Yeah, exactly, and it eats him. Yep. Yeah, yep. but no one Correct. believes at that point. So it is a huge problem with the media that we can't believe anything they tell us. Or you just find media sources that are better, like Alex Jones. <laughs> Clearly, he's got some good intel too. Yo, yeah, yo, we can't. <laughs> if, if you listen to Alex Jones, he said in February war was coming. Did, so I want did. you to imagine this. Somebody's sitting there listening to Alex Jones back in October, and Alex is like, listen, people, you know, there's going to be a big war in February, like World War One, World War Two, that kind of stuff. And the guy goes, I'm going to buy a bunch of Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> I'm going to buy some emergency food. And now with like inflation and prices going up, all this is going down. And he's like, I'm good. Don't got to run to the store. Don't got to wait in line. Imagine if a Russian person, you see all the lines at the ATMs no. because of the, the ruble getting hit. Imagine someone in Russia was like, Alex Jones, good guys. Funny mm. show. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get out cash because of war, you know? <laughs> and now, now they're fine. And mm-hmm. I just got to say, look, the media can rag on Alex all day and night. And he said some crazy stuff, like on Joe Rogan's show about cell towers and human mm. animal hybrids and other weird stuff. It scares me how right he's been. I'm yeah. like, I wonder why. I just, this is my it's f- complex enough. I don't need that. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite meme was like, it's like, I used to think Alex Jones was a crazy conspiracy theorist. Now, if he comes out and tells me werewolves are invading, I'm going to go buy silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, but it's like, anyway. you know, to be fair, you throw a bucket of spaghetti exactly. wall, something sticks. Some, yep. yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, uh, but when it his, sticks his, in really interesting patterns, you're like, whoa, is this yeah. magic spaghetti? Or maybe yeah. someone planted glue. No, oh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I reached out to Alex and, you know, basically what he said was watch the episode he did because people are wondering how he knew. He, he explains it all in great detail. The clip everyone's posting is just a short clip where he's like war in February, but he actually breaks down what he thinks is going to happen. And he's like, I, I think he said it wasn't an exact prediction. But, you know, if you get the full context, you'll see that it's just like a half prediction that he got. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But we made the jar downstairs that says Alex Jones was right jar. Yeah. I think we should have like a little jar up like on, on a shelf. And then whenever we like, we'll have someone who just covers what Alex says. And then if he's right, we'll be like, all right, five bucks in the jar and we'll get up and we'll put it in. <laughs> yep. It's, you know, I, I suppose the funny thing is though, it's cause like the media says he's wrong and he's crazy so often that when he's right, you're like, it's, it's an F you to the media mm-hmm. that he got something right. All right. Elizabeth Carmela says, Seamus, boy, have I missed you. In my opinion, you Thank bring you. The- Bring out the best in Tim. Oh. Some of that back and forth between you two is the best. I agree. He's miserable without me. <laughs> I think the best back and forth is when I voice Dr. Fauci on Freedom Look, Tunes. it's not bad. And, you know, we have some uh, Fauci Freedom Tune stuff that's going to be coming out. 
Donor oh, yeah. exclusives. We'll Seamus won't give later. me any other roles. He gave me like the voice of cop once. <laughs> you do yeah, a good yeah. Alex Jones. Yeah. Look at that. I don't, Alex but Jones. it's not, it's not as good as mine. Not that I'm going to do it right now or anything. <laughs> Wait, but I thought you were. No, of you're going not. full Alex Jones. No, not right you're now. Not at all. Second. No. Yeah, you're an animal. No. You're Ian, wild. I won't let you, you're I won't let you peer pressure me into this uh, <laughs> pressure. So, uh, the, the joke we have for the vlog is that we are going to have it be that Tim Cass is completely funded based off voice, vo- voiceover royalties from Freedom Tunes. That's it's actually true, true, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Short form cartoons have, make a lot of Seamus has never paid me a, a single penny for all of the <gasps> hard work I have done. Why would done. you say that? So hard That's work. not true. He's like, you're exploiting my labor. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> I, I'm, living off of the, I'm living off of the surplus value of Tim's labor. <laughs> he needs to rise up. That's an example of capital without money. There you go. Booyah. All right. Storm says, what stories are we missing out due to this conflict? I'm not saying a conflict was started to cover it up, just stuff can't, uh, but, uh, to cover up stuff, but you can't let a good crisis go to waste. Can't wait to watch a bit later. Mm. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, the trucker convoy's happening. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, I think, passing through Missouri, Joplin. I think they just passed through. They get here on the 5th, or in, in D.C., rather, on is the 5th. Is it the 5th? Yeah. I, that's what I read on the internet. They're so going to be in Hagerstown. Must not be true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Let's question it. Yeah, there's already military trucks parked out in D.C. Yeah, they're, they're worried about Oh, this. they. I was at the um, Capitol today, and they had built up all of these fences and barriers mm-hmm. because everyone wanted to go in and hug Joe Biden so badly. Oh, yeah. And so they, you know, most popular president ever. They got to well, look, block it off. I certainly understand so what Joe must be going through. Everyone always trying to hug me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Joe, man, it, it's kind of crazy. What's it, it, it's, it's the nation's capital. It's like the people should be allowed to go. To, they, 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 they used to. You could walk into the congressional building and, and walk around. There's, there's, there's old photos from back in the day where you could walk on the lawn of the White House. It's hard to think, like, maybe we don't need a capital, but that we can all work online, and then if we want to go to and get together for Congress, it can just be any city at any time. They can pick a different yeah, city. Yeah, but bro, then someone will deep fake a congressperson. <sighs> hmm. Yep. In person, you gotta be, helps gotta to be, be in person. person. Yeah. yeah, cause you talk about remote voting and stuff like that, and it's like they could go, they could use Zoom. It's like, I've seen that Tom Cruise video where the guy, they do the digital editing, so he oh, looks yeah. like Tom Cruise. Freaky. I saw that, that audio where they, they, AI programmed Joe Rogan's voice. And, and Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And then the scary thing is like, what if what if Jordan Peterson promised to do like an online seminar that was audio only and it was just Seamus the whole time? It's like, well, actually, I wouldn't even need an AI to do that. I would just go like this. What if, what, what did the AI have Jordan Peterson say? What You know what would be really scary? What if Jordan Peterson actually said all those things and they just told us it was an AI? What would be funny if like an AI was being fed a script of Jordan Peterson and it becomes sentient because of Peterson's like speeches. It's like, oh, I made itself. my room. No, here's what I think is I happening. Made my room. Dive with me down this conspiracy theory rabbit hole that I'm formulating right now. So all of the celebrities and public figures in the world have gotten together to convince us that deep fakes exist so that when they get caught on video doing bad things, they could yes. go, oh, Ooh. that's just a deep yep. fake. True. Controlled opposition. It. Look at that. What if Seamus was Jordan Peterson the whole time? I have been. And Jordan Look Peterson. Clean, right? Why won't he come on the show? It's because he's been here the whole time. Exactly. I have been here. Exactly. Has anyone I ever seen? DC. Has anyone seen Seamus and Jordan Peterson in the same room at the same yes. time? Yes. Yeah, in video. I feel like when video, you get older, you look like an interview. Nope, nope. That was scripted. That's true. Yep. I feel like when he gets older, he'll look like. Jordan I'll look Peterson. a little Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, similar frames. Look at they that. They have the same structure. It's because we have an archetypal hero <laughs> structure. That's <laughs> yes, right. It's just how we look. Yes. <laughs> right. It's a matter of fact. Very high quality, high status men who reach the top of the dominance hierarchy That's tend sad. to appear similarly. Correct. <laughs> All right. IV says, Tim, I am a dot, uh, dot com member. 
sub, and I've super chatted numerous times, and you have yet to read my super chat. What about <gasps> you now, buddy? No. Would you please invite Tor Maras on the show? Torre Maras? How do you pronounce it? Hmm. Even better if Pasobic was on with her. We will look into uh, T-O-R-E Maras. you know who that is? We'll look this person up. I right. do not know who this person is. Edward McClung says, hey, Tim, love your show, but you need to turn your katana edge up. You're damaging it. It's a wakazashi. I got you. <laughs> you think you're going to tell me, and it's also ornament. Oh, um, it, well, it's actually real. It's just not <laughs> sharpened. I don't. I, I did not want an actual sharpened blade because I knew I was going to put it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, debates get too heated. Do you so like? Yeah. Do you consider though? like where you place your guests? Like, oh, I don't want to put this like big lefty guest near the katana. Well, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> they would know how to use it. No, all, all, all of the uh, uh, like the the, the scheduled guests sit where you're sitting. Yeah. And okay. You have like little orange thing. And then you and guys got a little because because he's got yeah. a little button he can press. It. Well, never mind. Never mind. Oh, but I I did get a sword this time so you could set me up. But the cops decided not to come up. Yeah. You grabbed the sword. I started funny. swinging it around. It was Maybe crazy. Maybe you should do that. <laughs> You're All a right. maniac. Let's grab, a, uh, let's grab another thought-provoking super chat. Yeah, you guys' super chats are awesome. Let's see. Ben says, the United States is currently buying $20 million worth of oil from Russia every day. I think that's, a, that's a interesting. And now they're getting like five gallons for that. But All right. Ready to Rumble says Tim has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to Russia. Probably doesn't even realize that half the Ukrainian army are Nazis. Um, I watch Vice. I've known about the uh, like the the Nazi battalion. Are they the Azov or something? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It's like yes. Does that mean that they should not be allowed to have borders and like Russia should be allowed to go in there because they're Nazis? Like, is that a left argument? Is this a leftist who's arguing that if there's a country with Nazis, they should be invaded by another country and those? Like, I, I don't Actually, know, Putin said that that he was invading because he wanted to get rid of the neo Nazis. The denazification. No, talk, talk yeah. That's very woke. Well, I, I think their argument also, it, like they're playing on um, Russia was diametrically opposed to the Nazis, at least at the end of World War II, right? So they're kind of bringing that back from a lot of the people who um, would remember that attitude. They did and in that America. Pride. They're like punch a Nazi. They did that punch a Nazi campaign. Like, don't punch anybody. What the heck? Don't just pick a group of people you didn't, that were used to be evil and demonized. Well, it's, the issue isn't punch a Nazi so much as it is punch anyone I call a Nazi and I'm gonna call everyone a Nazi. Yeah. You ever see that song by Chris Reagan? Yeah. Punch a Nazi? Yeah. yeah. But he got scared and he deleted it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he deleted it. Oh. But it still exists because it's good a really song. good song. There were so many people that made like good, funny, anti-woke content that have deleted so much mm-hmm. of it. Like H3H3 and iDubs used to make mm-hmm. really funny stuff. Well, they got they, scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got, I, I swear, it's, they got scared. And then H3H3 really went towards like, what is just going to get me popular and keep me online? I, I, I don't know about. In my opinion. I, I, I would, I would try and be, um, a bit more, what's the right word? Um, charitable. Charitable. I think it's an issue of they're terrified of losing their jobs. Yeah, I think that's fair too. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm just not being. Well, so, so you should I'll, see what happened to that Freedom Tunes guy, man. He used to make these jokes right <laughs> on the left. He just became a complete no. middle of the road lefty type. Yeah, he's like a well, well, authoritarian tunes. Yeah, exactly. I, I will. It's Biden tunes now. Yes, yeah. he's the president, <laughs> that's right. and we make pro well, Biden cartoons. I think about it this way: there's a lot of people who say that um, they're unwilling to speak up because they don't want to lose their jobs, right? Yep. Well, look at people like Chris Reagan or uh, H3H3. Or um, who was it? Hunter Avalon. Oh, you know, yeah. he, he it, we had him on the show. I think he quit. Did he like he like quit recently? Yeah, it's actually like I don't care what someone's ideology is. He genuinely was just seems like he was having a bit of a mental breakdown from the internet attention oh, stuff, wow. which happens to like every yeah, creator at some point. So I, I hope he's doing all right. I think when you Not lack me. when you lack mental fortitude and you're put in a position of um, high visibility, 
you're very prone to having that kind of breakdown. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of people, they can't withstand someone saying bad things about them. You know, even, you know, James O'Keefe talked about this, that early on in his career, he would see these posts made about him, these stories and they were wrong and it would like hurt him. And he would be like, I don't understand why they're saying these awful things about me. And like, it's not true. And he want people, he wants people to know. And then eventually got older and he was like, it, it, it whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be true to myself and just do my thing. I've, I've always been just me personally too like arrogant i guess so when someone insults me i'm like i'm i'm better than you so screw you you know what i mean so for me i don't care if i lose my job i don't I, i'm gonna say what i want to say and that's you know. very helpful in media <laughs> I, I but i think it works well, right but then you have the interesting thing was you know chris reagan produced a lot of re- he's, he's not a, he's not a political guy would he come on the show if you asked him no i really really don't. he has really bad stage fright Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know about that, that but I I doubt he would because I feel like there was a period where, like, I've I've known him, we hung out with him. Um, He was, like, anti-HJW because they're authoritarians. Mm -hmm. But him getting rid of the Punch a Nazi video was really interesting because a leftist made an argument that it helped Nazis or something. And so he was like, oh, okay, so we unlisted it. It was so well done, too. He's got talent. It was really on point. It was like like making fun of the idea that everyone's a Nazi and this guy is, is insane and in a cult. But I think what happens is Hunter Avalon is a good example. He was a dude who produced a bunch of anti-SW content on YouTube. And then one day he's like, hey, I'm a liberal now. And I think what really happened is he saw what was happening to all these different YouTubers who are getting banned. And it's like, look, if you've got hundreds of thousands of subs and you're making six figures and you don't know what career you would do after this. Not not only that, if let, let's say like. I, I, I can't I can't use myself in this in this in this analogy. But for a lot of these people who they only have one channel and they're they're like they found their 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 yeah. voice or whatever. If they got banned and were known as a Nazi, they'd freak out because you'll never get a job anywhere. Absolutely, you'll you'll, you'll apply at McDonald's and they'll be like, I don't know, man. I looked you up on the internet. And maybe you shouldn't work here. And so they freak out and they're like, just tell me what to say. Me, I'm like, I'll go live buck naked in the woods. Screw you. So we're going to, I'm going to say, I know people who work at anti-extremist organizations that are completely right-wing privately. Wow. And so they, you, you I, said coward wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like they, they're in that position where it's like, I'll never get a job. I'll never be able to feed my family. And of course, it's when, when I say anti-extremist, I don't actually, I mean, people have confused anti-extremism with just converting someone to the left. Yep. Like you're an extremist if you're a conservative. So to not be an extremist, you have to be left-wing, even if I'm a left-winger advocating for bombing pipelines or something. That's not an extremist then, right? Um, so I've kind of referred to like these anti-extremist orgs as just, uh, Nazi job recruiting offices because no one does a political 180. No one, it doesn't happen. It makes no sense. No. <laughs> it, it's, it's the most, uh, but, it, but, but look, even for people on the right, I mean, like uh, Dave Rubin made a very dramatic switch and a lot of people were, were, were very critical of it. And, uh, he, he got, uh, uh well, I don't know how to describe it, controversy when he went on Joe Rogan and he was talking about building codes and stuff and people were like, you know, even Joe was like, what are you talking about with building codes? Like, what is your position on this? And that's what even Dave's been heavily criticized for. His, his, you know, hard switch. Candace Owens has been criticized for this. They said that she was like doxing people. I don't know a lot about the history. Like, I don't know what Dave was doing before. I don't know what Candace was doing before. Um, and honestly, I think there's something, something to be said for somebody who goes from being in the popular establishment side to the dangerous risk of getting banned side. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Okay, you just shake yourself out of the military industrial complex quell that it's put you under. We're under the spell. We're born into it, told it's normal to be at war. Like, shake out of it. It doesn't mean you have to go politically haywire. Just become self-aware. 
Are you just look hilarious saying that surrounded by your abacus and all these orbs? <laughs> That's why I have all this stuff, man. You're like, we gotta right. break the spell, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's all a right. joke. <laughs> Let's read some more Super Chats. We have Make 1984 Fiction again. And um, before I read the Super Chat, I'm going to uh, mention, we have a t-shirt at TimCast.com store. And it says, join the city urban liberal types. And the first letter of each of those words is red. So it says, join the cult. Make 1984 Fiction Again says, City Urban Neoliberal Types. Uh, I uh, like it. I really I'm like it. That one. I'm not going to say that one, but uh, you get <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, neoliberal point. is one word. Yes. Neoliberal is one word. There you go. All right, let's see. What is this? JGJ says, thoughts on Marjorie Taylor Greene's association with a Young Idiots conference. Saw the Eric Erickson clip that was posted. I don't know what that's a reference to. Are you referring to the America First conference? If you are, because I don't know if you you mean Young Idiot by that. But um, Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke at Nick Fuentes' thing. Mm -hmm. And the media was like, why are you speaking at a white nationalist conference? And she was like, I was speaking to people at a conference to tell them about ideas I believed in or something like that. And I'm just like, these journalists, it's really funny to hear them yelling that because they have no idea what they're talking about. It's like, I, I don't I don't know or, or care. Look, she said, I disavow white nationalism. I was speaking to people who cared about America. But the journalists are all like, but, but it's a white nationalist conference. And it's like, okay, I guess if you say so, how, what, what is that? You're not even asking me a question. You're just saying a thing over and over again. Sure, white nationalism is stupid. I get it. Marjorie Taylor Greene has opinions. Question her opinions and ask her something about it. What is white nationalism? I mean, I'll ask this from time to time because definitions change from time to time. So what is it today? Well, uh, Wikipedia has dubbed me the expert. (laughs) Uh, I'm glad you're here. Maybe you can help me. Uh, It's simple. I think it means you have borders. (laughs) So I've come down to you have borders. The actual uh, white nationalism is people who believe that there should be a country just for white people. So it's like racial supremacy. That's like the real definition. Right. The the real definition. Of course. So when they come out and they and and, and they're accusing you, they're, what they're trying to claim is that you're a white person who thinks there should be a country just for white people, or if you're a white nationalist in America, you think America should just yes. be for white people or whatever. The problem is there was a I, I told the story before. There was a guy from the Boston Globe who wrote that the based stick man. You remember him, right? Yeah. They said Whoa, that's he was a deep lore, right? That's deep lore. Like way back they, in the day. They said he was, he was a white nationalist, and I said he wasn't. He has, he was in a relationship with an Asian woman, had a mixed race kid. And um, the guy goes, well, he's white, right? And I was like, well, he's a white guy, yeah. He's a nationalist, right? Mm. Yes. He goes, he's a white nationalist. There you go, yeah. That is the dirty game mm. they play. See, now you can't sue him. Describe so- the color of someone's skin and then say that they're, you know, Ian, you uh, uh, you believe in freedom? I do. You're you're, you're 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 a white freedomist. Oh, wait. Well, let's slow this down a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I paid, first game. of all. No, one, favorite, no human is white or black. My favorite one is in Canada. There was this story about all these mass graves that were discovered. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. so there's no actual mass graves discovered by the UN standard mass grave. You know, it's multiple bodies buried in one area after, uh, like, some sort of war crime. You know, nefarious killings that have happened. They they actually found some graveyards. Some are just made up. Others are graveyards that have lost the markings oh. because a lot of people used poor Catholics and indigenous communities use wooden crosses. And they called these all mass graves, what? a genocide committed by Canada. It was, yeah. our, our prime minister well, commented they on it. They and they Catholic gave 27, schools? yeah, Catholic schools. They have, and, and, um, near residential schools. But in some yeah. cases, the residential schools were built like 13 years after the graveyard like, was even they, there. They were saying that like nuns were executing children, yes. burying them in unmarked graves. Our, our mainstream media literally was saying that, um, 
where they were interviewing people saying the the nuns were throwing babies in the incinerator under the school. Like, this is serious stuff. And they gave $27 million for the investigation. Mass graves on every headline. And if you question any of them about it, a few, like, New York Times and stuff took away the word mass graves. They were like, oh, that's wrong. Um, I, I questioned someone about it. And they're like, well, it's a graveyard, isn't it? So there's graves there. And there's a... It's large, a lot of people. which means mass. Mm-hmm. We so went to mass, mass like, grave. Like, like they had a funeral mass before they were buried. Oh, yeah. They by mass grave. Right, right. But it is, it is a mass grave. That just doesn't mean that they were executed. Well, but no, when no, people no, no, use the they're, term they're, mass grave, they're referring specifically to a giant a hole that is dug to throw yeah. a bunch of bodies in there so you can hide the evidence that you murdered them. Because a graveyard well, is not a mass grave, right? Right. This was a graveyard. Or it not wasn't even a necessarily hide the evidence, but you get what I mean, putting people in unmarked yeah. graves. There, there were no pits. Well, like, it, it's not about hiding evidence. It's like uh, literally yeah. just dumping bodies and yes. desecrating. Carelessly, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Roman says, when a coworker proudly tells me they're a communist and then shames me for voting for Trump, my mind goes blank. What would you say? This happens to me all the time in California. I would say, okay. Like if I worked at a company and someone walked up to me and said, Tim, and I said, yes, they were, I'm a communist. I would go, okay. And they would say, you voted for Trump. And I'd be like, yes, that's stupid. I'd be like, okay. I don't know what I, I don't know what I, I wouldn't say. I'd be like, all right. I would I, be, if someone there's no conversation. Like, I'm a communist. The first thing I would say is, what's it like to be a communist? <laughs> that's a good one, actually. That's a good, that's a, that's a great response. Because I don't think they could give you any real <laughs> experience as to what it means to be a communist. Also, if someone ever asks you, if, if you're in a conversation, someone's like, you don't know about fill in the blank? Say, should I? <laughs> and it puts them on the defensive. Well, should I? And they'll say, yes. But like, tell me about it. Yeah, then mm-hmm. it can be legitimate. Like, uh, educate yourself. Go Google yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's not <laughs> my job to like, do the emotional no. labor of instructing you. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is what they say. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, Hacker Man says to Lauren, are you still legally a man? In Ontario, you I know, some people's that. gender changes with the day or weather. Mine's location based. Really oh, cool. So yeah, I'm, I, I actually like I have the identification that says male. I had to get legal, I had to get diagnosed by a doctor as a male first, and then go to the, like the Canadian version of the DMV to get it officiated. But diagnosed as a male, what a term that happened to oh, most yeah. of us much earlier. Yeah, on it's in like life. A yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as I was born, got that diagnosis. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Chris, uh, what does it say? Chris Stoking says Christo King says as a poll I hope NATO puts troops in Ukraine for defense Russia needs the needs the government reform not Ukraine interesting I was wondering what Pol- uh, people in Poland think it's been amazing Poland and Hungary have taken in like mass amounts of refugees and they've done a lot of support for the Ukrainian people and they've always been portrayed as like oh you guys hate refugees you don't support anyone you they've completely opened their borders for these Ukrainian but refugees. It's, it's specifically because they're culturally similar. Right. And is that a bad thing? They, I don't think that's bad. And they speak bad. basically the same language. So, the, so it has nothing to do with them being anti-refugee or anything. It's completely about, yeah, just people that are Yeah, taking Canadian refugees is a lot to their culture. taking like South... Well, I don't want to point out any particular person, but someone that doesn't identify with the culture, Christianity, things like that. Mm-hmm. I understand that now. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Faulkner says, Facebook is having trouble tonight. Possible cyber attack? It could be. I mean, to be honest, you wouldn't know. You would not know. We were having internet issues, and every so often you'll see major internet outages. And what y'all need to understand is that if, um, if say, China were to hit the U.S. internet for five minutes a day, every day for two years, that adds up in economic damage. And if they're trying to grow their economy faster than ours, it adds up. Oh, wow. Traffic siege warfare. That's right. So look, if, if, if we're, if we're, if, imagine the Cold War, the US and Russia are trying to gain territory. Imagine it was digital and you could stop them in their tracks by, you know, activating code. Why wouldn't mm. you? 
So you don't need to destroy their infrastructure overnight. You just need to stagger their growth enough so that you can become a lot bigger and then absorb them and shut them down. So this is an interesting thing I've observed. When I speak to military friends of mine, they tell me how valuable technology that has no computers in it is, like having a car that has no computer Mm -hmm. in it. And even just, so like I had a few friends, they drove into a river and the water started coming up and they luckily had roll down windows instead of electric windows wow. and saved their asses. Whoa. In a lot of countries, when you have like warfare going on, you want that stuff that's not going to fail. You want stuff that you can't like boom, short yep. circuit mm-hmm. the computer, like take it over. So having older technology can actually be like the way to get around that. A lot of troops would use like systems to place everyone, but now they're having to go back and learn navigation so that their stuff can't be hacked and tracked where the troops are. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fascinating. All right. Remy says a site called Nuke Map has an overlay where you can pick a location and select any nuke dropped or tested to see if the uh, see the fireball radius, blast radius, radiation, etc. Yes, you know radiation's intentional. That they they make nukes that have no radiation. That's on purpose. They want people to suffer. suffer. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's nice. That's brutal. Nuke Map. Yeah, man. It's not good. The best, if, if you're in the blast radius or you're in like the radius, you, you're probably better off in the blast radius than the radiation radi- like mm. radius. This one's calculating. I went to radzone.org slash nuke map. <laughs> it's those nuke downtown Manhattan. It doesn't go from river to river, the blast zone. Well, which nuke have you chosen? Mm, you can, you it can, chose for me. Yeah, pick like Sarbama. Perhaps I spoke too soon. It's, it's too complicated for me right now. Oh, see, there you go. Nuke map. Nuke map, eh? Cool idea. Jeff Depkin says, Churchill and Coventry, due to the Allies cracking the Enigma machine, they knew Coventry would be bombed. Churchill did nothing to avoid giving away the fact that they had cracked the code. Hmm. Man. David Miller says, don't know Tim, but I remember when he was in NY at uh, at that shooting. And that shooting. And that shooting. When he was in New York and that shooting. Near your apartment? Was Mm -hmm. that the one in my apartment? I was like sitting in my boxers playing Destiny, the video game, the space fantasy one i had a dude shot in my apartment in new york too it wasn't in my apartment a helicopter it was downstairs right over my house my apartment i was like what i looked outside and i got a text and they were like are you near the shooting i was like what and then i look and i see cops everywhere and the street lights are like shut off and you know two cops got executed i got home and there was a police tape around my apartment they're like dude the dude downstairs got shot from a drug deal gone wrong and they wouldn't let me inside new york city all right doreen de leonardo says Gary Null is suing Wikipedia. Reach out to him and join his effort. Have him on as a guest. P.S. We love your show, Tim. Hey, appreciate it. Oh, look him up. Gary. All right, Gary. Gary Let's hang out. (laughs) Seriously, J.K. says, did you see the Lex Friedman Zuckerberg interview? It was the creepiest creepy that ever creeped. So interesting. I heard that uh, uh, he failed the Turing test. Oh, did he? Something I'm like kidding, that. I'm yeah, it was two AI going going crazy together. I loved it. I saw about forty minutes or thirty minutes of it so far, and it seems like Mark. One of the things that I, he said that was notable. Two things. One thing he said he's obsessed and wants creative commerce. It's a big part of the future of the metaverse is creative commerce. Mark, what you need to know is that child slavery is also a form of creative commerce. Kids are being rocked on Roblox right now, getting seventeen percent there about of the money that Roblox is taking in from the games they make. That's creative commerce. So you got to watch out. Second is. He finally, Mark now understands, he used to think everyone should have one identity on the internet, and now he's looking at people should have masses of um, anonymous identities as well, which I think is a huge breakthrough for the the mindset of the guy that's running Facebook right now. Kosh Naranek says, come on, Tim, I want to hear you say Big Chungus. Well, there you go. What did you just say? (laughs) We have a really good idea, Seamus. We have a really good idea. Oh, yeah? We want want to make a show called Mall Store, uh, a new YouTube channel. And the idea is we were at the mall and 
that was like crappy arcade that was like half broken. And I was like, we should open a mall store and do weird things with it. And so the idea oh is goodness. we would rent out a space. It would be called Mall Store. Dude. But then what we do is like once a week, we change the, the advertisement. Oh, my goodness. So we had one. I, my, my brother's idea was to put a laundromat in the middle of a mall because then you have to like come with your dirty laundry into a shopping mall and like walk into a mall. Just like weird things like that. Dude, we should have one and call it Aquarium and just put a bunch of dogs with snorkels inside <laughs> of tanks of water and just see if, if anyone's willing to say anything. Just have a bunch of people Let's in there pretending. And not yeah, exactly. And have people there like pretending that they are acknowledging it's an aquarium. Like you you hire people to be like, "Whoa, look at the fish." And see how many people This is a level are of rich to say that something. I can't. Comprehend. It's not that expensive. <laughs> to have a, well, well, it's 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 like you could rent a mall. Because you were banned from Patreon, Lauren. Like hundred bucks, so like, like a thousand bucks a month. This is like the they've gone too far. Science has gone too far. The mind well, of man. No, I can. Did, did you hear not. about that guy who created Hampshire? Like what? Rapture from Bioshock, but with hamsters oh. under a lake. <laughs> yes, cool. Under a lake? Well, he was trying to put it, he started Hampshire. building it in like little tanks and stuff. And I then his I idea that. was he was going to build it under a lake. I can certainly understand that <laughs> Seamus talking about getting a bunch of underwater dogs with snorkels and tanks snorkels is very expensive. And tanks. I was thinking. No, it's not oh, yeah. that you just you go to the, go to a rescue shelter and borrow some. And I was thinking it would be fun to uh, find homes uh, for him. You know? We could, we could do kind of like social experiments. One idea. That doesn't fun. One idea I had was, was to put up a sunset free wallet. And it's an empty mall store with lights, cameras in the corners, and there's a wallet sitting on a pedestal right in the middle of the room with, like, a guy's ID in it and, like, credit cards and money just to see what people would do. Something like that. Yeah, like, what's the catch? I think it's brilliant. Right. No, I think I think that's yeah. a great idea. It's oh, Donna. my gosh. So, wait. How often would, how often would it be a new store we, there? The idea is we would do a video once a week where we do some kind of social experiment in mall store. Okay. So, yeah. every, yeah, every week the name so of the like, store uh, changes. That's brilliant. Like one of the ideas we had was a store called Ian's Things, and it's just like Ian's stuff and like pictures of oh Ian. My like gosh. imagine posters in the windows of Ian modeling his own clothes, yeah. like this shirt. Right, <laughs> he was like twenty <laughs> years old. My dad gave it to me. It's and like Ian is just large. at the cash register, like yeah. haggling with people over the prices of things. <laughs> like, no, He's like, no. I'll give you, I guess, like fifteen bucks. Like Craigslist in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm one, one of the other <laughs> ideas was um, to take mandates to the to to to, to the absurd degree. So, like, you got to get swabbed. You've got to get tested. You have to wear a full hazmat suit. But we sell things really, really cheap. So we would do, like, at-cost iPhones. But you got to come in in a full hazmat suit. Uh, it's a mandate. We're a private business. We can do what we want and see how many people are willing to jump through the hoops to get it. Should have a used mask store. Like, use COVID masks. Be like, no, I mean, it's, it's for the science. The science that, says it works. That they're would cheaper. Be in Japan. When I was in Japan, they had used girls' panties. Oh, and like, the, you could put, like, thing. vending machines. Yep. Yeah. What? That's and they'd thing. have pictures of the girls that used ah, the panties oh. on it. And like, anybody, like, 14 year olds? Man made horrors beyond what? our comprehension. <laughs> so, that is uh, so disgusting. Can we talk about this, this later tonight? That's so crazy. You don't know about Japan, dude? We're doing an after show. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk people. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Smash the like button subscribe to the channel share the show if you like it go to timcast.com because we're going to carry the conversation over to the members only section where ian has some very interesting questions oh i guess goodness and uh <laughs> yeah but we, oh we, we, we we're going to talk about the refugee processing at the border um because some of these countries are just banning black people from from coming what? in but what they're really saying is it's for the, the the local population not for migrants so we will talk about that it'll be interesting again go to timcast.com Become a member. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. Basically, everywhere you can follow me at Timcast. Lauren, do you have anything to shout out? Yeah. I mean, check my socials at Lauren underscore Southern on Twitter, Lauren Southern on YouTube. I'll be announcing my new film, American Mirage, soon. Uh, it'll hopefully be on Odyssey, YouTube, all that good stuff. And thank you for having me on. It's been too long. It's yeah. been years since we've seen each other. Yeah, it's no, wild. You are, well, you're in another. Congratulations content. on everything you've done. Oh, this thank you. 
incredible. You haven't even I, we, you, haven't, we, you haven't gotten the full tour yet. I'm so. excited, All dude. Right. You came from carrying that GoPro on the ground everywhere. Truly, like made it from the bottom to the top. Oh, yeah. Well, here we go. We got a lot more to do. I'm Seamus Coglin. I'm here to promote my upcoming show, Mall Store. We're going to be uh, <laughs> opening our a used grocery store for, for lightly used and refurbished groceries. That's a good uh, idea. Uh, good. Let's do it. Now, I have uh, I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. We upload a new cartoon every single Thursday, sometimes on Tuesdays as well. I also like to hang out here, do commentary, join the podcast, and help with the vlog. So I'd highly recommend you guys check out Freedom Tunes. I think you'll enjoy it, and I hope you all have a lovely rest of your night. I love you, everyone. Thanks for coming, Lauren. Great to meet you and see you it finally. Was a pleasure. And thank I hope you for you didn't all the work cast any spells on me. No, no, I'll, I'll do it on. I'll, I'll let you know when I'm doing it. Though <laughs> it's more about free energy. You know, I'm a light Jedi in that way. Uh, they use flame instead of electric current. See you later. <laughs> and I gotta fix my camera. I don't know if you guys know, but I can't do this unless it's visible to me. So here's the wide shot. Isn't Sorry, can't you just press a preset? Which no, is, is that the work. wide shot? That's camera? it. So wide yeah. shot right there, looking at us. Doesn't yeah, it feel like an sky. invasion of your privacy? Yeah, yeah I like when I'm like moving around. Like, I know, I know. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, your back. Yeah, does it hit your back? I Lydia saying. can see back everything you're saying about her from that camera. Everything. I was only texting about Lydia the whole time. I know. Understandable. Seamus, I was gonna say there. I have actually been to stores where you can buy slightly used groceries that Stop. are like maybe expired or Stop like beat up it. or like expired is not yeah. used Dude, expired is not used should, I can tell you some stories about stuff in Chicago man yeah same idea in Colorado. I never yeah. saw any of that yeah so I'm sorry to p- take the wind out of your sails <laughs> I think that sounds like a great show anyway you guys thank you so much for tuning in for our third swatting I think we get like a prize once we hit five or something a free oh, yogurt all. yeah like a free yeah, yogurt yeah free anyway yogurt. you guys can follow me on twitter and minds.com at sarahpatchless we will see all of you at timcast.com around 11 for that member segment you don't want to miss it thanks for hanging out and we'll see y'all there Bye.